0: You'd have to you'd have to make, like, 16 airplane hangers worth of room for those big doors to f*** in.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Hit. The podcast where I, Tyler Thornton, watch movies I've never seen before, with guests who love them. And uh, today we've got a returning guest for you, Evan Tully, and I'm not going to keep you long. It's a long episode, so we're going to get right into it. I do want to let you know one thing up front evan's audio for the first two minutes is kind of bad so um it gets better it like it gets normal after two minutes so you know don't get hung up on that skip ahead to two minutes if you want to um yeah it's a long episode because i tried something a little different normally i cut out a lot of like the garbage audio but i kind of left that in this time because i thought it was funny anyways enjoy the episode i'll see you at the end
0: Ah. Oh! Oh God! <laughs> I'm guessing
1: this isn't a video call, right? Um, we can do video if you want. Doesn't matter. I, I, that's fine by me. It's like really dark in your room.
0: I know. So hang on. Let me let me break a lamp real quick. That's gonna go real well. <laughs> let me take the the lid off of this. So the top off. Oh God! Oh! Uh, almost. <sighs> Aha! No, 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 come further! <laughs> oh, shit, my headphones! <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that any better? A little bit. Nope, still darkened. I can okay, see you. I'm, this is, like, the best you're going to get from me today, so uh, I'm kind of, like, all the light in my apartment is uh, basically exclusively consists of the back windows. Oh, God, oh. I'm... I'm all over the mic here. Uh It's all over the back windows. So if I open those, you will see nothing but light behind me. <laughs> and then <laughs> it will get super hot, and none of us want that.
1: So I think your beard produces feedback into the microphone somehow. Feedback? When you Hang get up. closer, I hear, like, a little bit. I think I know what it is. Um It's when you're not talking. There's a setting in Skype you okay. need to change.
0: I just yes, found I out like- about
1: this, like...
0: Audio Two recordings ago. Okay, here's well, my microphone. Oh wait, wait, hang on. No. I might be using the wrong microphone. Oh. <laughs> Let me first switch microphones. Okay, how's that audio? That's better. All right, let's see here. Automatically adjusting microphone settings noob. Yep,
1: turn uh, that off. That's what I was looking for. All right. Cuz yeah, what it was doing is when you weren't talking,
0: it, it was, was picking up all the, the dead silence. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's a lot better. Yep. Yeah, You sound right. great now. Um, good, good. How are my levels? <laughs> the problem is I can't hear my own audio, but I have this whole device here that lets me adjust my own audio.
1: <laughs> but you can't hear it? Nice.
0: I have a connector right here that converts so I can listen to it. But the problem is, I can only listen to what it sounds like through that device, not through my computer. Which I just banged that. Sorry, it Um, didn't make any sound. (laughs) Okay, good. I have like a very, very nice mic on here. I have, um, I don't know what it is, but we got (laughs) it for cheap. We got it in the estate sale for like seventy dollars, and I went and looked it up online. It's like hundred and twenty, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. Nice. Um, (laughs) So. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a, an okay mic, an okay mic to to get me through the day. Yeah, you sound good. Okay, good. All right. Um, my notes today are on this kind of paper. <laughs> I have. Do Do you want to take a guess at how many pages?
1: Uh, those, those small pages. I'm guessing it's over like 15.
0: It's actually 10. Oh, I did good this nice. time. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take my phone and I'm gonna put it down, so I don't have to worry about that. And I'm going to move my glass of that? water.
1: Huh? That, that was your glass of water? It may, do it again? Set it down?
0: Oh, that was my phone. Hang on. <laughs> oh, I That's heard that. That's the weirdest sound. Okay, okay. So what you're hearing is yeah.
1: that?
0: Okay, those are the springs. My mic is on a, on a spring mount, so I can just kind of move it around if I need. But it gets real fucking loud, so I don't do that. I just find, like, one spot where I can comfortably sit. And then just put it right there, right in front of my beautiful, beautiful mouth. Now here's some water <laughs> for the ASMR listeners. Yeah. Tyler, no laughing. I'm doing ASMR. <laughs> so your phone, do
1: down, <laughs> your phone sitting yeah, down. Your phone sitting down makes go. me think of like I think it's the sound from Law and Order where it's just like, do Wait. Yeah. Is that,
0: is that good? Yeah, it's just it's not quite
1: loud <laughs> enough. Can you throw your phone?
0: <laughs> I right, here i got you is that better mm-hmm. oh shit my screen uh oh <laughs> <laughs> oh no i undid one of my notes already oops 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 i can do, i can fix this how do you okay, undo a so note i've already pulled an, a note off of here one of my pages <laughs> all right do you want me to get started with uh What I remember about the movie, because I did write that down.
1: Um So first of all, let's tell the yep. listeners, since they've just heard us talk about nothing for possibly eight, 10 minutes, unless I, like, <laughs> edit some of this out. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, let's tell them what
0: movie are we watching today. Today's movie is a classic. It's a great, great film. It is possibly one of the best Disney movies, in my opinion, from the mid-80s. Uh, don't check that because there's probably like a couple other movies that may have been better, or it might have been the only movie from the 80s from by Disney. I don't remember. But we're watching Tron.
1: So it's funny that you.
0: It's not from the 80s at all, is it? No, no, it's from uh,
1: 1982. Yes. So it's not the mid 80s, so you're right no, no, there. No. But um, I watched it on Amazon, and Disney has like retitled it for whatever reason. It's now Tron, colon, the original classic.
0: Tron classic. Yes, I saw that. I watched it on Amazon as well, and I did notice that and thought, that's a little bit funny, but okay. okay. Yeah,
1: that's it's weird. That's like when the new Lion King comes out, if they go back and retitle the animated Lion King, or like the drone Lion, Lion King, King because the new one's animated also.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. No, uh, I, I did notice that, and I thought that that was a weird rebranding. I also saw that there was an option to watch it with bonus content, which I have never watched the bonus content version, so I saw no need to. Hmm. Uh, Did you watch the bonus content version?
1: No, I didn't even see that version.
0: Okay, cool. I'm guessing it was just, like, an option, like a menu that you could go through and find, like, special features and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't expect much of it.
1: Anytime I watch something on Amazon for this, um, I enjoy the little, like, pop-up feature. Like, anytime you pause it, it shows you facts. Nice. Yeah, I had just gotten it started... So I could like scroll through it if I needed to. Um, and like the first fact it shows says the film was disqualified from receiving an Academy Award nomination for special effects because the Academy felt at the time that using computers was cheating.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Academy was uh, right on the money on that. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, that's that's actually pretty funny. I, this, this was like, uh, Okay, no, 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 uh, no. I shouldn't go into those details. No. All right. So the okay, way yeah, I watched yeah. it was on PS4, and I did have the pop-ups, but it was only for actors and music in the movie. Um. And so all I got was that first song that played when you're inside of like Flynn's, where uh, it was Journey, and I don't remember what the song was because I didn't write it down. Um. Which which was fine. So when's the last time you saw Tron? 2012, I believe. Me, I sat Jesse down to watch it for her first time. I believe it was 2012.
1: Was that like around when Legacy came out?
0: So we would have watched it. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I can't remember if we watched it when Legacy came out, when Legacy was announced, or if we watched it just way after Legacy. So that way she had some context for what Mm -hmm. was happening in the movie. Uh, I I honestly don't remember. I just know it's been a while. Okay. if I had it in front of me, I'd tell you when Legacy came out. Yeah, I don't
1: remember when that came out. I know it came out after Avatar because I saw it in 3D.
0: Yes, it did come out after Avatar, which that was... Was that 2012 when Avatar came out? I don't know. I think
1: that was like 2008 or nine. Okay.
0: I don't know. Anyways. It, it, someday. <laughs> it was it was a while back. <laughs> I, I don't have my 2000s in memory form yet, so uh, it's I'm all over the place with time. So it's kind of like good luck figuring out when this actually happened. Uh, um, I'm sure you'll have Arjuna come in with the actual date. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um
1: I know last time, I think it was, you were, like, comparing, you were, I think, like, choosing dates based on, like, songs that were oh, popular that? at the time. Yes. Okay, so I, we can do this with Tron Legacy,
0: because... Um, Daft
1: Punk
0: yeah. was the music. Okay, for Legacy, Daft Punk did all of the music. And, oh, when did Daft Punk re-blow up? Because that was maybe 2014, actually, now that I think about it. That seems, that seems too recent, though.
1: Yeah, I think it... I think I had to be, like, 2010-ish. Yeah, we'll right, need so we just Arjuna to throw we this both, in.
0: <laughs> we both ha- okay, no, we both have computers and smartphones right no. in front of us, and we're not even going to look this up. Hang on, no, I'm looking it up right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Arjuna is for. That's what we don't pay him for.
0: Tron Legacy was 2010. Suck it, Arjuna. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: He's not even here to defend but, himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well I'm sure he will be in the edited version. <laughs> uh d- d- hi Evan. Uh
2: it's Arjuna, and uh you're right. Uh, Tron Legacy did come out in twenty ten. I don't really know why I'm here. Uh Robo Gonzalez, you wanna double check this? Sure. Yeah, Tron Legacy did come out in twenty ten. There you have it. This is Ben.
1: He's, he's Arjuna, and he really knows a shit.
0: Make a mistake anyway. He-
1: but I didn't correct anything.
0: All right. Next question. Good, sir. Okay.
1: So what's your relationship with this film?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. So my relationship with this film, I'd say we're steady. Uh, we (laughs) kind (laughs) of on again, off again. Uh, no, I I used to be, so I watched a lot of eighties movies with my dad, movies he would consider to be classics. And we had a copy of Tron. I want to say on VHS, that I used to watch when I was a kid and we would sit down, we would watch, I know we watched Tron at least one time together. And then we would watch all the star Wars movies, of course, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot of good old fiction movies. Um, uh, uh, Escape from New York was one of the movies I saw with him. He introduced me to,
1: uh, so. See I, previous episode.
0: See previous, yeah, see, see episode <laughs> one for more information. Uh, I, so, this was a nostalgia for me from a time when I would sit down and watch a lot of movies with my dad and I still have that in my life me and uh, me and my parents and my wife will all sit down and we, we've been watching all of the Marvel movies on blu-ray together as they come out which has been uh, very entertaining and very fun it's kind of bring me back to a portion of my childhood when I did with my dad all the time and uh, so so my relationship is semi nostalgia but not because it's nostalgia for the 80s by any means. It's nostalgia for a period of my life when I would watch good old movies with my dad and see what it was that he liked when he was now my age. But at the time, you know, what I thought when he was a kid or whatever, um, it, he was not a kid in the 80s. He was 20-something. Who knows? <laughs> He's getting to be there. So in his teen years, he was born in – Oh, I should know this. Sixty-three, maybe? No, sixty-five. I don't know. He was born in the sixties, so <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> so he would have been just shy of twenty by the time this movie came out.
1: Uh, when you say he was getting to be there, it makes me sound like you think like twenty is old. you like, oh, yeah, he was getting on you know, up there.
0: <laughs> so when I was a kid, I would have thought twenties was old. That's that's what I'm saying. Right now, I'm you know twenty-seven or whatever whatever number I am now. And uh, am I? Wait, hang that on. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm twenty-seven. I think. Um <laughs> I'm really bad with my own dates. My yeah, own I stopped
1: counting after twenty-three was like the last one, or like maybe twenty-five. Yes. I think after twenty five you just you know, who cares?
0: Yeah, it, it's not it's not really that big of a deal. So this is nostalgia for a point in my childhood in which I kind of got to know my dad a little bit better through the films um that he was really into when he was younger. Uh it, it was kind of like an eye opening experience for me personally.
1: And we should probably tell everyone that your dad is indeed Kurt Russell.
0: Oh, he he asked me not to say that.
1: (laughs) Um, I only say that because uh, (laughs) I remember when you first suggested this movie, you were talking about how Kurt Russell was in it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so one of my first notes uh, that I have written down is Flynn is Jeff Bridges, not Kurt Russell.
1: I kind of I could Specifically... kind of see it though because I had never seen a young Jeff Bridges before. So when okay. you said that, like, had them mixed up, I was like, how?
0: So as a kid, I got him mixed up because his hair in this movie, whenever you saw his hair, it looked just like Matthew McConaughey nowadays. And then <laughs> his when he was in the uh, uh, the well I don't know if you would call it he was in Space Paranoids or what when he was in the system mm-hmm. he looked his face looked like Kurt Russell so that's why I thought he was Kurt Russell when I was a kid now I'm gonna stand by that <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's Jeff Bridges I know it is but he looked like Kurt Russell they all kind of look the same in this movie you know yeah. like there's a lot of times that I would see a person on screen and just be like now wait a minute now is that Is that Ram or is that Flynn? Who is that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had the same problem telling them apart because they're dressed exactly the same. And then they take like all the saturation out of their face. So it's like, who?
0: Yeah, it's almost like they grayscale the entire movie and then put black lights specifically on one part of their clothing that is actually just a bicycle reflector. And then (laughs) then they just like amp it up from that.
1: Okay, so next question. Are you ready? Yes. Did this movie hold up to you or was it poop?
0: Hmm. I think I noticed this time uh, watching it for the third, fourth time or whatever it is, that I, how many times I've watched it. I think I started to realize that halfway through the movie, it mm, there's like a specific moment where the movie changes its mood. And I'll get into that later, but I, it held up to me as a sci fi movie. I think I, I still enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Now, whether I would say that this is a, um, I, I would still suggest people go watch it. It's a classic. It, it's a, it's a movie that begs to be watched and has a story that's not exactly like anything else that I've really seen, uh, which I really enjoy, but I would still give them the warning. This movie was from a time period where. Hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, the highest acting skill or the greatest plot holes still uh, weren't the big concern. The big concern was put it out and make money. <laughs> so, you know, I, th- like this, this was based on I believe some video games that existed at the time in arcades, or I, I, I don't remember. Disney could have. Uh, well, I doubt Disney put out these games, but they, they were. I, I because I believe Space Paranoids was a game that you could play at some <laughs> point. Um, I mean, Light
1: Cycle is basically like a two player version of Snake.
0: Yes, it it very much so is, Uh, except for your your tail doesn't follow you. It just stays. So this movie felt kind of more like. um, hmm, How would I put it? I still think it's good myself, but I can understand if somebody thinks it's a bad movie. You know, I, I personally think it held up. But as an '80s movie, you know the the cheap backgrounds kind of start to pull you out at times when you realize the animation's maybe not so good. Uh, maybe there's parts where the plot uh, you start to kind of realize stuff doesn't exactly line up right. Maybe there's not enough character development at the at the forefront that builds up and ramps up to the back. Um, <laughs> so all all in all, it, it's one of those. All of the characters are forgettable, All, even even Flynn himself. I would say, at this point, it's kind of just like the the most the the one that you would remember the most is probably his game, uh, his his uh video game store that he had, or well, not game store, his arcade. Uh, but like, I wouldn't say that like you could put him in a lineup and he would stand out to me as just like, oh yeah, that's a memorable character right there. I, I think he had some memorable moments and. I will say there's one character that I will never forget in this movie, and that is Ram, uh, <laughs> who is my favorite character of the entire movie. He is, every time I watch this movie, I get excited to see Ram because he has, I don't know, there was just something about me as a kid that I, I was just like, yeah, he's like super pumped and super friendly, and he's not just like, yeah, we're all going to die. No, he he was instead like, dude, can't you believe it? We're making it. And and mm-hmm. uh, Ram is, I think, one of my favorite characters of this movie, and we'll... we'll We'll get into him as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I think uh, his
1: backstory is interesting. It, they only talk about it for like a second, but I think it's interesting. So
0: Yes, and I, I have notes on that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I, for me, it held up. Uh, but take that with a grain of salt. I personally believe Tron Legacy is a better movie today uh, because there's more character development. I think that the... Uh, graphics are far far better and the 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 um, special effects are are highly improved because of the technology that was available in 2010. But I would not discount this movie. I would say feel free to watch both. That way you have some form of a backstory, uh, and an idea of what some of these references are. But if you watch legacy, you know, those references aren't huge. They're not, you know, Oh, Oh, there's that one thing or, Oh, Oh, you've got to know this before you watch it. it it's, you know, there's small references here or there.
1: Hmm. Um, I saw legacy when it came out in theaters and I thought it was boring and confusing. And I thought maybe it was cause I hadn't seen the first one, but I don't know. But so I had very low expectations for this movie, but I actually liked it a lot. Like I, the special really? effects, I felt like most of them aged pretty well. Um, like I could definitely see someone making a movie today to intentionally look like this. Really? Um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I didn't think it was that jarring because it's supposed to look fake. You know, like it's not like they're trying to make realistic looking things. They're yeah. trying to make like eighties you know, like arcade game looking things, which it looks like that.
0: So I fully agree that the art is on point for what eighties cyberpunk would be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe not 80s cyberpunk, but if, if you were dancing around the idea of cyberpunk in the eighties, uh, that that's, they were spot on for that. I think that the design was interesting. I think that, uh, when I say that like the, um, uh, the animation was like kind of lacking, like there, there was a part where Flynn was fighting another program on, uh, it with, with basically what was it like the the scoop on the hand? You remember that? Yeah. Um, and it, I don't think it was presented very clearly that he was going to fall off of the platform, or that even part of the platform had disappeared at first. It mm-hmm. wasn't until he the fell. program was hanging <laughs> on the platform. Yeah, the platform. He fell to his death. That you realized, oh. You know, he could actually have died. You know what I mean? Like like the first time the ring fell, it wasn't obvious. It was just kind of like he looks over and then you just get like this weird flat screen with just like weird jagged lines leaning everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I think that um, after you have understood, you know, this movie before and seen it before, yeah, of course, it, it, you know, you're just like, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. But as a first time viewer, uh, I, I worry that some some things like that might not come across very well. And I believe that in the very forefront of the movie that, that that animation was a lot better than it was towards the later latter half of the movie. Uh there was just a part where I, I saw a scene where these um <sighs> Well, to jump really far ahead, you remember when those spider things like came up out of the ground and started rolling? Yeah. Yeah, okay. First of all, they didn't even show back up. They didn't do anything. They, they just didn't. like. No, no, they're like, we better watch out for those. And they pop out of the ground, drive off. And the animation looks like. It looks like Disney animation. It looks like something that, like. It looks hand drawn. Yeah, like, it and... looks like if Bambi had wound up inside of a computer, well, let's have the same animator just draw this part. And then the rest of it still looks like this weird, like. I don't even know what artistic reference I could make right here. Uh, maybe like a. It wouldn't be Jackson Pollock. It'd be, uh, (laughs) I don't know. It it was like some, (laughs) it it, it was like this futuristic, uh, cubism that just kind of had no reason at all. So I I feel like it was, I, I feel like it was unique. It definitely stood out as a, uh, I couldn't say, yeah, well, I've seen this in another movie before, you know, it was definitely a unique art style. It's just there are later points in the movie where it looks more like a Disney animation instead of this unique thing they had done, you know, yeah. uh, and, and I, I, that's that. That's what I mean. By it. Together, it holds up pretty well, and I think it was it was a pretty solid stuff, especially for the time period. Uh, but. Uh, it, it was it was the fact that, you know, like I said, Later on, it felt like it, it not deteriorated, but the style became split between like two different animators who were trying to lead the project together. You know, hmm. like both of them wanted to take the lead and uh, they were both given the equal amount of work and they just didn't talk to one another at all. Yeah. I don't know. So, I,
1: I, I completely forgot about the spider scene because you're right. It didn't come back up. They're just it, like, Oh no, yeah. those things are going to make it difficult. And then yeah. they, Didn't
0: (laughs) literal next thing is the surge of energy. That's literally it.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So here's my prediction for what I thought this was going to be. And this is based on having seen Tron legacy. I'm like trying to fit the pieces together. So I'm like Jeff Bridges is a programmer. He accidentally writes some code that somehow without the proper hardware to do so, sucks him into the computer inside the computer. He finds a world that looked pretty cool in the early eighties, but now probably looks like crap he enjoys the world so much. He decides to never leave because in that's the end of it. But because in Tron legacy, okay. you know, like he was already there. He's already there. Yeah. So I assumed he didn't make it out,
0: okay. but
1: I guess Hang he goes on. back later. He's...
0: Yes. Yes. Well, if you remember in legacy, there was like a whole part where they were talking about, like, I mean, um, clue ended um, or not clue, but, uh, Oh my gosh. What was his,
1: was it clue was in Tron legacy, wasn't he?
0: Yes, yes. So Clue, it was Clue. I, I couldn't remember if it was CLU or CLO. Um, Clue in Bridges where they animated him to be younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that... Uh, There's an explanation that, like, while Jeff Bridges was working, like, going back into the system and, and working, helping, uh, maintain that it was a free system and letting Clue kind of be the security program that protected all of the other programs. Um, there's an explanation that Clue actually is the one that drug him back in, uh, and took over control of that, of his little ray that he had in the back of his, uh, arcade. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that's a, that's the sequel, which if I can take a second, I think it would be cool if if maybe we sat down and watched that sequel together and did an episode, if you're all right with that. Uh, We'll, we'll talk about
1: it later, maybe. We'll talk about we'll it later. We'll, yeah. we'll
0: cut this, but that was a thought I had. <laughs> all right. Um,
1: yeah, because I'm kind of curious to see what I think about the sequel now, because I did not like
0: it at the time, but that was really boring. Really? Yeah. Okay. The music right. was good. It was Colorful. <laughs> it, it was. It was. I. I felt like the uh, animation of the of the ground, where it was almost like reflective, but but this this dark, um, this dark reflective surface with these these uh, electric lights lining down the whole thing. I thought it was. I thought it came off very well, but very different than this movie. Oof. Pardon <laughs> my burp. <laughs> Sh- should I be burping into the mic if I burp or? <laughs> um,
1: burp into the mic i think it was your wife that started that tradition
0: oh was it okay next i've got all right so here (laughs) is what i wrote down before i started watching here's what i wrote down of what i remember flynn works for a corporation that has a machine that can digitize things he also makes video games he breaks into the corporation and accidentally gets digitized from here he meets his program and his buddy's program tron tron is cool then some stuff happens, and the company security system or something is the bad guy. Flynn helps Tron save the day. Flynn goes home and gets the girl. That's that's what I thought I remembered about this movie. <laughs> I was I was kind of there. <laughs> I don't, if Flynn didn't get the girl, though. It'll... No, he did not get the girl. He did kiss a program, which is something that I kind of want to talk about later on. Yeah. But...
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting scene. It'll definitely come back up. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's weird that their company makes video games and is also developing the technology to like download physical objects <laughs> and then recreate them. That's yeah, I, weird.
0: I th- I think that they're what they were trying to do was basically like at the at that part where they scan the orange and they they pull it into the system. I think what the plan is is that they could take that and then they could send that orange. Kind of like Willy Wonka, where he was like in
1: Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's exactly that. They wanted to be able to teleport it somewhere else in the world so that people could then get an orange. But then the question becomes, if you scan a fresh orange, couldn't you just have a file called orange dot whatever and then be able to send that, like just that file, and people could print off however many oranges they wanted and they could Mm -hmm. eat for, I mean, you could have food forever just stored in a computer system.
1: Yeah, and I guess now you could have all the Jeff Bridges you want. You can make a bridge out of Jeff Bridges.
0: Yeah, exactly, if, if you were able to copy Jeff Bridges. So so the thing is that the technology that they had at the time was they, they only understood that they could pull up the one object and then send out the one object. But uh, there was a part where – oh, I don't remember the girl's name, but she's uh, talking – Laura. Laura. She talks to um the head scientist or something – or uh who was it? No, no, know no. His it was, name. It was Alan. Alan came down and said, oh, geez, could you send that to me? And they're like, yeah, if you want to do a 30 day uh, notice or something like that, because I guess it takes a while to bring an orange back out or something. (laughs) Uh, That was a small little comment. So the movie, what it opened on Flynn's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It's an outside shot of Flynn's. And then they like zoom in on one of the arcade machines and it's the um, light cycles.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. Someone is playing light cycles here i have it written down open on Flynn's video game dreamland Someone's <laughs> playing light cycles uh so then they have uh is it sark driving the other light cycle
1: yeah right? he's driving one of them i don't know if it's the blue or the orange one because during the light cycle scene later on the blue people were the bad guys which is weird yes. because they're normally
0: you would you know, think orange or gold or red is yeah. bad. uh I, that that got to me a few times <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so we see Sark ruthlessly take down a program that a person is trying to play as. And mm-hmm. you start realizing that, oh, they are killing programs that look like people. Which yeah. Is-
1: and so then Sark is talking to the master control program, which we'll probably just shorten to MCP because yep. they do so in the movie. Um, yeah. And MCP is like, you're getting brutal, Sark. Brutal and needlessly sadistic. And Sark's like
0: which that that was pretty funny um well not funny but it it was it was interesting to see that there's there's a whole thing where dillinger created the master control program as a chess program Mm -hmm. and then so i i think that master control program then created sark or dillinger made sark i'm not certain
1: yeah i'm not sure um yeah, yeah, <laughs> because um, so we should say that uh, Sark looks like Dillinger yes. and um, also um, MCP like... is yes. voiced by the same actor. So
0: David Warner, I think so. Yeah, David Warner. Um, yeah, it, that that was it, so my whole thought is that if uh, Master Control Program made Sark, uh, then Dillinger made. Master Control or MCP in his image and then MCP made Sark in its image which was just wild to think about <laughs> to be uh, but they they're, they're probably are both by made by Dillinger uh, let's see uh, the next thing I have is a quote from a program that they are uh, pushing into a cell and he says I work at a savings and loans I can't play these video games <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, oh,
1: gosh I, I forgot the acronym uh, MCP. <laughs> yes, MCP. Uh, MCP is basically hacking into other computer systems and taking over their programs and making them fight in these games for so, some reason.
0: I'm not sure if he's actually. So <laughs> that's that's like kind of plot hole number one is we don't really know what MCP's motivations are. There's a part where he's talking to Dillinger and he's. I, I think what it is is. Uh, as a control program, uh, Dillinger has been selling MCP as a way for, um, companies to use it to, to utilize all of their programs and, uh, pick up their functionality and their, uh, output, like, you know, to increase it exponentially, I'm sure. Uh, so it sounds like the point of MCP is to get programs to run at maximum efficiency and, mm-hmm and just get their job done. And what it's actually doing is taking programs that rely on users and eliminating them uh, in video games, which the reason it's doing that is because Dillinger stole those video games from, uh, from Flynn. So we get this whole, you know, he was made as a chess game, then... He was, you know, and then Dillinger stole these game ideas and put them under control of MC of the of the MCP. So now the MCP is like, oh, this is my domain. I have to, you know, for entertainment <laughs> or whatever, I'm sending these programs out to die.
1: That makes no sense. But
0: <laughs> not one bit.
1: <laughs> nope. But uh, yeah, I know at one point um, MCP is talking about like taking over the Pentagon. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's a whole fun thing. Yeah, he wanted so, to assimilate as many programs as possible so he could ooh. get access. Uh, when that program that mentioned that he's at a savings alone, he gets put in a cell. He's put in a cell next to Ram! Woo! Woo. I love Ram. Um, I think the first
1: uh, the first program you're talking about, I think his name's Chrom.
0: Probably. He dies. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I have a, a quote written down by him where he says, uh, I think he's talking to Sark, and he says, who does he calculate he is? And I yes. just thought that was really funny. That so, was a
0: very good line.
1: Yeah, I, I really like how they uh, they like change like n- normal phrases slightly to be like computerish. Like yes. I just got done watching uh, Sabrina, whatever the new Netflix Sabrina, the, the Salem Witch?
0: trials or whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know it. <laughs>
1: uh, I think it's the like spooky tales of Sabrina something. Okay. I don't know. But anyways um they turn all the phrases like when you're like who the heck do you think you are they're like who the heaven do you think you are and then they're like (laughs) yeah like whatever they swap heaven and hell in their phrases so i think it's funny when shows do that right it's cheesy but it's funny
0: that's pretty (laughs) funny i then the next thing i have written here is i guess jeff bridges is is typing towards typing to the community clue yeah and trying to figure
1: out where he is and while he's typing, you're hearing like his voiceover, and like Clue is actually like hearing his voice.
0: Yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Is Jeff Bridges actually talking to Clue, or is he just typing? <laughs> I think this he's talking to him.
1: I think he's crazy. <laughs>
0: because Clue actually like interrupts him. He goes, "But sir," and, and he's just like, "Clue, just get it done." He's like, "Okay, well do," you know. And it's not like I mean, it's not like the the screen is spinning. We see him typing and going, oh, okay, Clue, where are you? And then all of a sudden, Clue's like, here's where I am. Come on, come on. Where are you? There you are. Clue. Yes, sir. Clue, we don't have much time left to find that file. This is top priority. Yes, sir, I know, sir. This is something that pops up a lot, because we see uh, Dillinger typing on his, his cool computer table, which was supposed to be the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, which, Can we talk we'll about see... how
1: uncomfortable like,
0: that there, would the...
1: be? Like, the ergonomics of that? Like, you're going to be looking down. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you're just going to hurt straight down
0: and slapping on the table. That's so fun. Um, so whenever text pops up on it, the MCP reads it. But are we just reading that in MCP's voice or is he actually communicating? And then is, is Dillinger actually just typing to him and then like his voice? Because the conversations sound like, like at the time they had the ability to have voice to, st- like voice to text recognition, which we didn't. We, we yeah. really didn't.
1: I don't think we ever see Dillinger typing. He's just talking out loud to it. Like he'll be like looking a different direction. Yeah. Because that's villainous. But
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was I just could I wasn't so sure. Um my next thing is Dillinger is head of income. How did you like that helicopter flying in? We it's had a, had a cool helicopter. Looking
1: helicopter.
0: I know, I really want that helicopter. We talked about a helicopter on, on uh, the Escape from New York episode, the the very bad CGI helicopter that just flew straight up. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. But this helicopter was a real helicopter, and it had a bunch of really cool EL lights uh drafted along it, which I thought was nifty as hell.
1: Yeah, and it, it made it look like it was inside of like what things look like when they're in the computer in this movie, which
0: was cool. Exactly. Um, my next note is at 11 minutes and three seconds when. <laughs>
1: I always think it's funny how you write down the time code.
0: <laughs> I, I, I do, because if somebody's watching along with us, they know when to pause. Uh, <laughs> so uh, up to this point, this is when Alan goes to talk to Dillinger. So have, do you okay. have anything before that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've just got stuff back with Clue. So uh, Clue okay. is in a tank, and he's basically trying to break into the security of the master control program. And um, I think he like runs into a wall. And he just does this hilarious scream. Yes. Like, I sent you a picture of, uh, like, a screenshot of it. And, like, his facial expression is hilarious. And he's Jeff Bridges. Um, we, I, don't, yes. I don't know if we mentioned that. But, yeah. So Clue is Jeff Bridges. And then Clue gets, like, arrested by the Master Control Program and, like, tortured. But I think that might come up later.
0: Uh, I think that...
1: Uh... Oh, no, that's there. I'm not sure um, when that happens. It's there. I have it written down. Um, he's getting tortured, and he won't identify who his user is. So, he's a good security yeah. program. He's nice and secure.
0: Which uh, MCP mentions that it felt like Flynn later on. Uh, so that that was that was a pretty nice little thing. Uh, so then then we see Alan. I don't I don't know what his last name is. Uh, no I know clue. It was it was in the uh, the Amazon uh, description thing, but I just did not even bother writing it down.
1: I know his username is Alan One.
0: Yes, it's Alan 1. He is the creator of the Tron security program, which is meant to be a watchdog for the MCP. Uh, But because Flynn was trying to break in with Clue, everybody with level 7, was it, security access, has basically been uh, shut off from operating at uh, Encom, the company that Dillinger's the boss of. Uh, Everybody's been locked out of the system until they figure out what's going on. So... He when Alan logs on to get access to Tron, he is uh, he's locked out of the system. It says, go see Dillinger, you know. um, And so he he gets up and somebody yells, uh, hey, Alan, can I eat your popcorn while you're gone? (laughs) (laughs) He's just sure, I guess. He's sure. Hey, Alan, you think I can have some of your popcorn? Yeah, sure. And some dude just runs into his office and just starts eating popcorn. There's like no plot whatsoever. And it's actually (laughs) distracting from the fact that in the top right you see it's just a huge cubicle farm everywhere it just goes out this office building does to this huge cube farm um we get a total bad guy moment at 11 minutes and three seconds when dillinger is like looking at his his desk that he has to stand up and stare down at and you see alan walking down the hall and he hits a, a a menacing flat button that says enter and then he sits down and turns around to face back out the window away from the front door so that way when alan walks in he just sees dillinger turn around and be like take a seat (laughs) (laughs) like there's there's this whole separation between the way dillinger talks and the way alan reacts because alan like is just walking in just like "Eh, i got locked out of my stupid system again and dillinger's Mm. like take a seat alan and alan's like hey thanks man and just sits down like everything's cool and fine and dillinger isn't about for him or anything
1: so after they get done talking alan goes to an elevator that has four buttons yeah one of the buttons (laughs) is laser bay one the other, <laughs> another button is laser bay too. And the other ones are just like close and open door. So this a couple is a of questions. 70
0: story office building.
1: <laughs> yeah. With four buttons. And I'm just like, okay, why does this company have a laser bay? Like that's news. Like I assume they made video games and they have a laser bay. They not just one laser bay. They have two laser bays. And also, yeah, I, it's weird.
0: <laughs> yeah no that that was that was like very. Where,
1: <laughs> does this elevator only go there
0: maybe uh, it's like, I, like a
1: sub floor like it's like beneath
0: this could be a controlled access you have to have level se- uh, seven or lower ac- or le- level seven or higher security to get down to it maybe uh, i'm not really right, sure
1: whether being lower because then later on they try to get group six access yes. so i think lower numbers gets you in better yeah.
0: Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think it goes from like group seven to six, five, four, three, two, and then one would be Dillinger at the top.
1: Probably. Which is kind of weird that they're that separated, but then they could also completely take down the mainframe just with like level six access, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That... Okay. I'll, I will get to that whole plot thing here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> I have like a whole thing that I'm not okay with that happens, but. Alright. Uh what I've got here is that where they've set the orange down to be digitized. Um the old scientist, like there's time like <laughs> walks by it and he comes up to the young one who was, what's her face? I forgot her name already. Laura. Laura. Alright. Yeah. Laura says, here goes nothing, and then all of a sudden this old scientist goes actually, here goes, you know, what he mean to say is, here goes something, and then it will, here comes nothing, or whatever. What we propose to do is to change something into nothing and back again. They might just as well have said, here goes something, here comes nothing. What kind of mansplaining bullshit is this? Like, yeah. dude, just, like, have the moment. Like, what the heck?
1: And uh, before I knew what was gonna happen with this laser, the first time I saw it in this room with the Orange, I'm like, why do they have this laser pointing at them? Like, they're yep. sitting at the computer, like, typing, and there was a laser pointing at them. I'm just like, this just seems a like a bad time. setup. Like, that should be, like, in a contained thing, and you only go in there to do, like, maintenance and stuff. Like, set it up. You don't have a computer in there where you're typing. If you do yeah. have a computer, it should be, like, next to it, like, not directly in front of it.
0: I, I don't know a lot about lasers, but I do, t- 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 you know, pride myself as a scientist. That laser requires a lot of pipes like a lot of just pipes. <laughs> like there are pipes with like steam stick like well, flying out of them. There's I I assume it's like a cryogenic uh fluid or something. You know, like R 34 a or R134A uh, like like pumping a refrigerant down there for some reason to keep maybe the servers cooled or something. But like that was a lot of pipes for a laser beam. Yeah. Well, okay, so
1: Um, I just had to skip ahead to find it on the Amazon video, but it says the Encom laser bay was real. It was actually the target bay for the 20 beam Shiva solid state laser facility at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. It was used for nuclear fusion research in the late 70s and early 80s. It was capable of delivering up to 28 trillion watts of power on target. So, yeah, it's very likely that you're right, that that's stuff for cooling. But it was this was used for fusion, so <laughs> not for downloading people. <laughs> so uh, we don't know what the old doctor's name was, right?
0: <laughs> uh, I forgot the doctor's name. Um, yeah. He did have a very good line that I wrote down the whole thing here. Oh. Um, that Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I was just wondering
1: if it's the same thing I wrote, but what I wrote um, is three words, so I doubt it. <laughs> You're like, no, I no, wrote the whole—I is... wrote down the whole thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said that um, <clears throat> the computers and programs will start thinking, and the people will stop. Hmm. I that hit me—that hit me so bad that we've got you know a lot of of automated programs and stuff, and it, it's 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 almost kind of. With people like you know, in in okay, the internet like, and just kind of taking everything as truth. You just started
1: breaking up really bad. Like your internet was slowing oh. down.
0: Hang on, it's the machines—they uh, they don't want me to spread my mess. <laughs> Let, let's cut it down to just audio, okay? Okay. Uh. <laughs> nope, I just turned my mic off. That's all I did.
1: let's just video (laughs) this is a video only podcast no audio
0: (laughs) no audio at all what a sign is is my is my camera off i cannot tell it's frozen
1: i still see you but (laughs) it's just a still image okay it's gone
0: (laughs) all right cool hopefully this will be a lot better so what i was saying is uh it's not all that wrong from the reality that we face today with a lot of people just kind of seeing stuff on Facebook and taking it to be completely true or uh, anything that, you know, we, we now have to trust Snopes to, to verify things. And uh, I mean, (laughs) a a lot of people have stopped thinking and letting the computers start thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. there's some parallels there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the line I wrote down was just, um, it was probably before I even saw that orange, he was like, saying something about the matter transform sequence. And I'm like, what? Like, what are they doing in this video game company? They're transforming matter into what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's that's pretty good. There's a huge question there about... I don't think that... Uh, Incom is a <laughs> Yeah. I don't think Incom is actually a video game company. I believe they are a software company that makes programs specifically for clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and the video game portion of it was... Flynn made five really good video games in on his spare time at night. And that's what Dillinger stole. Um, which we also learned my next, uh, note, which is way after the the lab is that, uh, Flynn was canned and he did have group seven access.
1: Yeah. So that's actually, that's still why they're in the lab. That's, um, okay. Laura and, um, Alan are talking and, uh, Alan's telling Laura that he got locked out of his Group 7 access. And Laura's like, oh, well, you know, Flynn had Group 7 access, and he did just get fired. Could be maybe he was the one trying to hack in. And um, then I have, like, Alan said something kind of like just being a dickhead. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, so before this, before I say what he said, they kiss, so you know they're in a relationship. But yeah so Laura says that Flynn had group seven access, and then Alan says Flynn had access to you too,
0: huh, yeah, well, so I think it kind of establishes later on that they are they were a couple um
1: yeah, I think they mentioned that they've like all three known each other since they were like kids,
0: oh okay, yeah, yeah. uh. My next note is inside of Flynn's Uh, Flynn is playing the game space Paranoids. Uh, He literally doesn't move the camera around. He just spams the fire button and he hits every single enemy.
1: Yep. And he's really cool. Everyone loves him. (laughs) Um, Uh, So like Laura walks in and um, Alan's like, where, where could he be? And he's, she's like, he's probably lost in one of his games, which (laughs) is very much foreshadowing what happens in the movie.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is and also probably what happened to their relationship.
1: Oh. I would yeah. assume. I, he my got favorite addicted th- to um, I forgot the name of the game. I was going to mention
0: no, no I was
1: I was going to say Fortnite. But oh. <laughs> I forgot the name of it.
0: <laughs> you know, fork knife?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, one of my favorite lines comes right after that as soon as he's done beating it. Uh so you hear something <laughs> in the back. Somebody in the back was, "Hey Flynn how'd you do it?" <laughs> if someone else is, wow 999 points <laughs>
1: what? I, I think you missed what what i was laughing at oh, i don't no. think you caught your own phrasing what did i say <laughs> I, i'm just gonna insert that line back here
0: uh one of my favorite lines comes right after that as soon as he's done beating it <laughs> <laughs> that's a sound bite to have right there uh, that's so good um All right. All right. I want to make this note right now. Flynn is wearing a blue shirt. And on the back of it, it says Flynn's. Mm -hmm. Now, I assume that this is a company shirt or a uh, business shirt that he has. I don't assume that any person just has like a, a shirt with the logo of their company on it and they just wear it for fun. Next to him is a blonde woman with the same shirt on, and as he's walking away, she says uh, something to the effect of, oh, no, honey, come back. And she's, like, trying to keep him from going up the steps with Laura and Alan or whatever. Uh, or she's like, hey, Flynn, honey, no, come over here or something like that. And so I, to, I think one of Flynn's employees was hitting on him or trying to get with him. <laughs>
1: I totally missed that. I saw that she was wearing the same shirt, and I was like, oh, she just works there, too,
0: whatever. Yeah, Well, and I didn't assume that he just also sells shirts there, which is a possibility um yeah, yeah uh upstairs in flynn's room he is completely uh neat and clean uh looks pretty good the funniest thing i saw there is of course they ha- he had to take his shirt off because it's the 80s
1: yeah and i don't understand why exactly like i think that was just him like trying <laughs> that was like his like power move he's like <laughs> trying to be like you miss these laura you, you miss this body because it's just real awkward. But then he puts on basically the same shirt. He,
0: he changes from a blue shirt that says Flynn's on it into a black shirt that says Fin's on it or Flynn's on, on the back. And I'm just like, yeah, see, what he the, just has an alternate place? shirt that says Fin's. If I if I had an entire, I meant to say Flynn's, uh, but yeah. if I had an entire line of T-shirts that just said Tolly on the back of them, and like I just throughout the day would change into every single one of those shirts, that would be insane, right? Like, that's what, that's what a crazy person would do, right? <laughs> or maybe someone who's, like, obsessive-compulsive, but still. Like, that's a lot to do.
1: <laughs> I, I think it was totally just a kind of, like, sexual tension. Like Good. that, yeah, like, he was, like, trying to be like, Laura, look at this and make uh, Alan feel inferior.
0: Yeah, inferior. Because Alan,
1: yeah. Because <laughs> Alan looks kind of nerdy. He's probably also, like... In good shape, but we don't see him shirtless, so we'll never know.
0: Yeah. They're all attractive.
1: <laughs> They're all software engineers who are attractive.
0: Hot software engineers. That's a, that is a that is a porn plot waiting to happen. Yeah, uh,
1: and um, I guess this is a good time to mention, I had never seen a young Jeff Bridges.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, he was a good-looking man. Yes, he was, and still is. I think that a lot of people get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, they're talking about dillinger and how they've had their group uh seven access revoked and they all right so here is the plot and, and this is a very important thing to listen to and note right here they decide to go back to NCOM using laura's keys get into income and when if they do flynn can forge a group six access and that way alan can finish tron uh, and that way they will have a monitor for the MCP. That's all they wanted to do was finish Tron. OK, uh-huh. that's the plot. All right. Later on that, that, I will bring that back up.
1: They also so they find out why uh, Flynn's been trying to hack in because they didn't know about his video games getting stolen.
0: Yes, yes. This, so. this is where we learn that. There's
1: 80 million quarters being spent a day or a week or a month or some time period, whichever one sounds probably. like a reasonable large amount.
0: <laughs> and he's only getting a dime of it.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, the I mean, next... he's probably doing pretty good. I'm sure They're he is. Pretty that impressive place is... arcade. That place like... is banging. Mm-hmm. And he lives there. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I, that's, the, that's the dream right there.
1: Uh... Um, so I think the next scene is um... the big door. Uh, I think there's one before that. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. What's his name? Dillinger. Dillinger's talking to Walter, who's the founder of the company. Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And he's basically saying, like, we don't need you anymore, Walter. Like, you're yeah. of the past. Like, now we've got the master control computer. Like, we're all good. And um Walter says something kind of important for the movie. Um He says, our spirit resides in every program we create. Which is probably why yes. they all look like the – all the, the, the programs the look like who them. made them. Yeah. Yes.
0: You, you, you put your own spirit into what you make. I, and I, I do think that that's a point that maybe should have been emphasized a little bit better or they should have made a bigger deal about it because that would help explain why the programs look like the people that make them. But I get it, and that's, that's, that's fine.
1: I mean it doesn't really make sense. but by... oh,
0: Well, no, but I mean you know, <laughs> as far as a sci-fi plot goes, I mean it's, it's better than nothing yeah all right so my next note is big door do you have anything before that
1: nope i got big door all right big
0: door (laughs) that's a big door yeah that's a big door now that is a big door uh and it is it's a very big door that only opens big enough so that they can squeeze through it that's as far as the big door opens Uh, Now, I assume it's because they have a van parked in front of it and they can't open it the whole way. But this door is at least, I mean, what would you say, at least like six to eight feet deep? Probably. And it's like in like layers. I don't
1: really understand.
0: Imagine a pyramid that's made out of trapezoids, uh, like three (laughs) trapezoids, and each one is smaller than the one below it. Uh, and, and then tilt that sideways. That's your door, except for it's curved on the inside, I guess, as well. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a it's a big door. Listen, this door is big. We can tell you that it is big. I yeah, promise it's a big that. door. It's big door. We're Just, not lying. It literally it's, it's referred to as a big door. And I, my notes, it's big door. Uh, <laughs> this door is huge, man.
1: Uh, let's see but We can't talk enough about how big this door is Like we could probably go on for the rest of the podcast Just saying big listen, door
0: Listen what's it going to take for me to get you into one of these big doors today You know listen. I, I Hi I'm, I, I'm Al Harrington of Al Harrington's Big Doors <laughs> And I'm here to tell you today You got to get in these babies They are big and they are <laughs> doors and you need them
1: I, I only have a small house What am I going to do with a big door
0: uh, t- Duh You only need the big door i
1: I don't even need the house you're right i just need the door it's the
0: size of your house just take out a whole wall then guess what your whole wall opens up extends out big door big (laughs) problem no problem no problem at all big door big problems big Big doors big problems big door keeps out big problems that's what i gotta say (laughs) that
1: is a good that is a good slogan big door keeps out big problems
0: (laughs) big door strong small door (laughs) small door get kick 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 break door break door no good big door no break (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before look, well, let's come back to this big door because i skipped over something um, uh after walter leaves the room um gosh dillinger i keep forgetting yes, his name
0: dillinger and mcp
1: yeah they're they're talking to each other and uh this is when you find out that dillinger made mcp because mcp is like since the time you made me i've become 2415 times smarter yes did he
0: mention how many microcycles that was, or whatever? Because that's like their time. Their time. For- no,
1: I, maybe I only remember microcycles coming up once inside of the computer when Tron. uh When Tron, no Tron, wasn't there. When a program like <laughs> mentioned something about having their micro microcycles adjusted or something. But, oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, the so- M- MCP threatens Dillinger to like blackmail him if he doesn't. Help him get into the Pentagon. He threatens so.
0: to rele- publicly release the document that proves that he stole Flynn's games. Yep. Which, I mean, that yeah, that'd be a huge embarrassment for the company, but I don't see how that would actually help the master control program because Flynn would shut him down in an instant. Mm, yeah. Can Flynn? Uh, well, obviously, Flynn and his friends can do something, uh, but that'll be later. Uh, uh
1: yeah so anyways we're talking about the big door
0: yeah now we're back to the big door uh it's a big door it's big and red and it's i would it's say got
1: layers like an onion and an
0: ogre uh, just cool, layers uh <laughs> big door has three big layers just huge layers layers bigger than me it's bigger than my car they park yeah, a mini it's kind in front of, of it. like
1: it's kind of like uh like a wedding cake
0: oh yeah yes, it yes,
1: gets smaller
0: yeah. uh-huh Yes, tears. I do like that. And tears are what you will be crying if you slam your hand inside of Big Door. Big Door will hurt. Big Door will close. <laughs> big Door does big close.
1: Yeah. So um so Kurt Russell, I'm kidding. Jeff Bridges opens up uh the door. The big e- door. Yeah, Big Door. He maybe types on some stuff. No one else knew how to do it, but...
0: So he had a card, and he said he could make one of these up for Alan if he wanted it. And it's a little card, and then he types in a number onto the keypad, which I couldn't see because of the angle, but I did see the numbers 197. I don't know if they had any meaning or anything, but whatever one he... 197. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, there were some more numbers, so I'm not really certain. Uh, But he types that in they open the big door which does a big open uh and like i said,
1: like I said <laughs> big this door thing... big open well uh, i actually big... didn't do a big open it was a pretty small
0: opening okay okay from the front of the big door to the opening that they're able to get through that's a big open that that's a it traveled i mean that door had to have traveled like 10 feet before they could even get through it so mm-hmm. that's a pretty big door <laughs> <laughs> uh my next okay, so then they get inside. They decide to split up with Laura and Flynn heading to her station so that he can. What was it? She said you can be there all night or whatever. And Alan heads upstairs to his monitor. In Alan's office, on the wall, there is a poster that says, "Gort Clatu, uh, uh, Barada Nikto." Has that gone? Huh? No, it's actually no. from The Day the Earth Stood Still, where the giant okay. robot asked uh, somebody to do something. I don't remember. It was like from 1951 or something. I just looked it up on a whim, and I was like, huh, that's pretty neat. Huh.
1: Yeah, like I knew it was going to be something sci-fi, but yeah. I didn't look it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Alan's a nerd. He's a fucking nerd.
1: Yeah, total nerd, but he's probably also ripped.
0: Yeah, no, um, he's definitely going to be a ripped nerd.
1: Mm-hmm. Flynn gets set up at Laura's desk. She's like, hey, this... Lasers, my life's work. Don't like spill anything
0: on it. Which there's nothing to spill. Yeah. There's nothing there. Does Does Flynn have a history of spilling stuff on computers? Like I probably
1: like this, the first time we see him, he's got like ten coffee cups.
0: This This has to be another reference to why they broke up. Like Like she is just pissed off that he just keeps leaving cups everywhere, spilling them all over his computers, and then just like <laughs> I mean, I don't even ah. Oh. Uh, so we see Flynn starts talking to the MCP. Uh, they have a big conversation. Okay, how long have we been recording for? Um,
1: do-do-do. I don't know. My oh. wife's making weird-ass noises. Oh, great,
0: you're recording. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I get some sandwich. Hi, green oh. tomato. And okay, them. thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Evan. Hi. <laughs> Evan said hey. <laughs> oh, I'm real sorry. I forgot that I said in here masturbating. That's why you wasn't talking.
1: Right? <laughs> Great.
0: You have to turn that
2: off,
0: He's got his headphones on and his microphone in front of him. He must be jacking it.
1: <laughs> You you
0: record yourself masturbating? I've got to know.
1: (laughs) Not usually. I have a big sandwich though, and a salad. Ooh! Oh,
0: Um, big sandwich.
1: Big sandwich. (laughs) I I was thinking big door can be our big sandwich. Ooh! But now it's probably going to be masturbating. But anyways.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was Um, so good. Please leave some of that in. I don't even care. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so good. Uh, (laughs) So
1: we've been recording for like an hour and seven minutes. We're we're at
0: like the 15-minute mark in the movie right now. Mm -hmm.
1: We're doing good, I think.
0: (laughs) All right, all right. I'll try to to pick up the pace a little bit better. Um, Uh, Big door. (laughs) Okay, so we get past the big door. Uh, Flynn is now talk-typing to the MCP, which the MCP is facing logic puzzles, I guess, that Flynn's putting out there. Mm -hmm. And he says something to the effect of, I'd love to see, I'd love to play against you or something like that.
1: Yeah, before that, he's like, remember when we used to play chess together?
0: Did he? I'd never caught that. Yep.
1: That's like the, one of the few times I knew that he started out as like a chess program, so. That's,
0: that's pretty fun. Um, so then Flynn gets zapped by the laser uh, yep. into little tiny cubes that get put onto the grid. And now, it's
1: pretty cool looking scene like it makes some like sound effects are like as little boxes are disappearing of him mcp is like i'll have to put you on the game grid
0: uh here is where time becomes a very weird thing um because from this point on the rest of the movie takes place inside of the system uh and inside of the grid so everything that happens in the real world happens very slowly as all of this happens right Mm -hmm. so from the moment that Flynn gets zapped by the laser to the moment that uh, he eventually returns there is no way of knowing how much time has passed but I do believe that they went in at night uh, sometime probably around the middle of the night I would assume and it is becoming morning outside when he gets out I think but I'm not really sure how much time passes before we see the daylight. So when all of that goes down, uh, okay, because Dillinger is there when he goes into the system because master control Pro- program tells Dillinger, make sure that they don't get into my system or something like that, which is a wild thing to say because they weren't supposed to know anybody was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, We see Alan sit down at his desk and then Flynn gets shot in that. So time becomes just, just throw throw the concept of time out the fucking window. You don't need that right now. Time is not your friend. But what throw you it need out to the throw, big door. Yeah, throw it out the big door and then shut that big door because you know, the big door is so big that time can't even get through it. That's how big it is. That's pretty big. I'm just saying it's, it's very a, big. It's a really big That's all I'm going to say. Then I mentioned something about uh, my next thing is about when they get their identity disks. You got anything? Okay. For-
1: yeah. So I've got this is when I was going to call upon Arjuna. Um, so when he's getting, like, beamed into the computer network system thing, you're seeing, like, cool little trippy things, and I think they're, like, vector graphics, I think that's the word, and that's what I was going to get Arjuna to verify, if those are correct
0: words. Alright, we're going to send Arjuna a screenshot. Arjuna, are you, Arjuna, are you there? Nah, this
2: is the RoboGonzalez9001. Arjuna is busy texturing a rusty lantern for Foss from the level editor.
0: And no, that's not a sex metaphor. Yeah, hey man, um, can you verify if these are vector graphs?
1: Graphics. graphics. Wait, is that what you would call them? Sorry,
0: vector graphics. I, I'm not I'm not certain. Um, but Arjuna has an answer. I don't know right now.
2: Hey Arjuna. What's up? Evan's got a question. He wants to know if these are vector graphics. What? Evan, this is Goatsy. Why are you sending me this?
0: He's, he's Arjuna and he really knows his shit. Make a mistake and he will correct. But thank you, Arjuna. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see here. I wrote down, this movie has the best anime plot I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> they give people identity discs. Uh, here is something super important to know. When they go on the game grid, that's when they receive their identity discs. At least that's the way this movie lays it out. Because the... Uh, oh, I, what's his name? Uh, I gotta go back to go find it. Uh, Sark? Sark. Sark is looking at the programs and the user, uh, Flynn, and says that you will all be receiving identity disks. Now, I will bring that back up later about them receiving identity disks.
1: Okay. So before that, uh, Master Control, MCP. Um, When I said MCP, I thought of ICP.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's a, so, um, it's a miracle.
1: <laughs> yep. So, MCP is telling Sark that he's brought him a user to be a challenger in the games. And Sark's like in awe because users are essentially gods. Like, they're the ones who created all of the programs, which are like people. And so he's like stressing out about it and stuff. And MCP's pissed that he's like viewing them as godlike figures. So,
0: well, and also, uh, Sark's whole thing is that. Uh, if a program denounces the users and says that they don't exist, then he will send them on to join the master control program. Uh, but if they continue to worship the users, he will put them on the game grid until they die. Hmm. Yep. Which I think is weird that he's denouncing users and he's scared of one right there. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. And he also
1: tells, uh, Sark tells MCP, that he's like, but how can we do this? Because they're the ones who created us. And MCP is like, no one user created me. I am the culmination of millions of their man years.
0: Yes. Which, that was, that was weird. That was interesting. Uh, so we see a lineup of programs and Flynn uh, as they are receiving, I guess they receive their identity disks and they're being told about the, uh, the game grid. Uh, they look into a pit, and you see Tron for the first time. And yep. Tron is fighting off four programs that are in red. He, I have a note here. One of the programs fighting Tron uh, throws his Frisbee, identity disc. Uh, he throws his Fiz- his Frisbee behind his head out of his left hand, and it flies around his head to the right side of the head and flies forward at Tron. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of crap is that? I do... <laughs> and
1: what is this physics engine? Is this another Arjuna question?
0: Yeah, I I don't think I even need to, because <laughs> I, I just, I, I know that they're doing these really cool effects where, like, you, you see this, this light, and that's the identity disc, the Frisbee. Let's be honest, they're Frisbees. We mm-hmm. see their Frisbees fly around and, like, leave kind of like a, a light trail behind, which is really cool, and I think very nifty, uh, honestly. Hey, that's page four of my notes that i've torn off so we're halfway there Ooh, nifty took up an entire page <laughs> that is the first 30 minutes was four pages
1: um so yeah so <laughs> let's see what's happening um do do uh flynn sees tron and he's like who's that and um who's with him at this point is it ram i think it's ram
0: ram is not with him yet ram okay, is in the cell Krom. he's thrown into It's, I think it's just some random, uh, some random programs.
1: Okay. Well, some random programs like that's Tron. He fights for the users. And so, you know, he's a cool dude and he also looks like Alan.
0: Yes, he does. Uh, we see then, uh, let's see after this, Flynn gets thrown into a cell next to Ram, who is next to the, I guess that other program from before, right? Yeah. I think his name's Krom. Krom. We'll call him Krom. Um, Ram, this is one of my first 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 lines from Ram, aside from when he first talked to Crom, in which he says that he really liked helping people before because he was a... Uh, oh, no, he, he mentioned his program later on. Uh, he mentions it there. Does? Yeah, because we find out
1: that he was a program at an insurance company.
0: Yes, but I think he mentions that late, eh, Maybe Yeah, maybe that was it. Okay. Yeah, so he mentions that he was... Oh, I thought he was a savings and loan. Uh... And he,
1: um, he was at an insurance company okay. doing something. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah.
0: He he was talking about um, when people are paying back uh, that if, after you look at it over a long time, you're not paying much. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he he got to really help people and make sure people stayed safe, which I, I really like that about Ram. Ram was actually looking out for the users, uh, not just worshiping them, but he took pride in the fact that he was actually um, – he he was a cause for good, and I really like that. And then when Flynn gets pulled off to head to his first game, he does say "good luck, Flynn," which we don't see any other programs the entire time show any kind of uh, emotion. I would say or uh, feeling towards other programs. It's usually just "well, gonna go die now," or yeah. "I don't want to die now." But for the <laughs> Ram is one of the most human characters in this entire. Uh, movie and i love ram so much uh realistically ram and big door are the two best characters from this whole movie uh,
1: <laughs>
0: that door is so big I, it's a really big door i just can't get past it honestly
1: <laughs> yeah, we're having a really hard time getting past it
0: just like anything would it's a big door yeah I, anything would have a hard time getting past a big door honestly yeah
1: big doors don't let in big problems
0: so. no uh ram yeah. i bet the person that created ram created that big door uh, Possibly. They're a god really, you know. Uh <laughs> my next note is the first game. Do you have anything before that?
1: Nope. So uh Flyn is playing this game against crom where uh it's sort of like What is the name of that game? <laughs> uh Racketball-ish. Uh what's well, the, okay sort racket... without without the scoop like yeah, there there a game with with scoop
0: Yes, yes, uh, but I don't know the name of it. <laughs> hang on, hang so, on. Let me, I've got my smartphone. Let's pull this up. Okay. Arjuna, go ahead and start screaming at me, Arjuna.
2: For the love of God and all that's holy...
0: Arjuna knows
1: all about scoop ball games.
2: <laughs> my anus is bleeding! This is Arjuna and
1: his anus is bleeding. I'll go ahead and describe what it looks like. So they've got this, like, scoopy thing, like, sort of like a spoon type of thing on their arm. Like their arm is inside of it. So it's like their whole arm is the scoop and they like catch a ball in it, but they have to bounce it off of the ceiling first for some reason. And then it goes to the other person who I guess can either catch it. If they catch it, they can throw it back. If they don't catch it, it makes a portion of like a ring of their floor disappear.
0: Oh, Oh, okay. Uh, the game is called, Oh geez. I am not going to get this right. Uh, <laughs> Jai Alai, it, it translates to Merry Festival. It's a sport involving a ball bounced off a wall space, a walled space by accelerating it to high speeds with a handheld device or a cesta. It is a variation of Basque Pelota. The term coined by Serafin Bar- Baroja in 1875 is also often loosely applied to the fronten the open-walled playing area where the sport is played. The game called Zesta Punta or Basket in <laughs> Basque, um, which Basque is in uh, Spain. I think it's a region in Spain and France next to the uh, ocean there, which I actually learned a lot about Basque the other day. That's actually kind of funny. Um, so basically people wear these scoops. Yeah, like you were saying, scoops on their hand. The, the game as we know it, they've got to hurl a ball at high speeds against a wall, and then the next person has to catch it. In this game, they're standing on two circles, that are opposite each other and they have to throw it on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. The, the circles they're standing on are com- comprised of uh, rings uh, as well. And we will learn that as the ball comes down, if it hits a ring, it shatters the ring. And that's a chance for you to fall through the floor. You cannot step off of the circles because you will fall through the floor. Uh, yep. So basically it's play until somebody dies. And guess what? Somebody dies. <laughs> he doesn't. Wa- he does not want to kill the program, though but the program at the very beginning said something about, Oh, you think you're going to get the upper hand of me, huh? Or something like that. And he shatters Flynn's most outer ring.
1: Yeah. So I wasn't sure in this part originally, if they were just training or if they were actually playing the game because they were supposed to be trained before. Yes. But their training was just, Hey, don't die. Yeah. Um, I,
0: it was pretty bad. Yeah. So,
1: uh, Krom is like hanging on. He's like, Oh, I don't want to die and stuff like that. And, um, Sark is like, Flyn, finish him, and he's like, no, and then Flynn, uh, not Flynn, or Sark. Uh, Sark kills him anyways, and he yeah. falls and gets like, uh, what do they call it? d, d-, rest. d- rest, yeah.
0: D-Rest, um, uh, yeah. Before the second game, uh, I will make a very important note here, and this audio has to be very clear.
1: Okay, while you're making it very clear, I'm going to take a bite of the sandwich. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> Talking, I'll
1: just cut out my audio that's making a lot of noise.
0: Do you oh, have it's... me on a separate channel or something, or what? Yeah,
1: we're on okay. separate channels. Hot
0: damn, hot damn. All right. Uh, Tron has three squares on his chest and one on his stomach. So it makes it almost a T-shape. Like, uh, if you imagine from my right nipple to my left nipple and then right in between. That's, I'm imagining your nipples. Those are, those are three squares. And then my navel belly button, that's where the fourth square is. So it forms a T. That is Tron's outfit. Everybody else looks identical, but that is Tron. That's how he looks that's how he looks different. Everybody else is actually a little bit different, but nobody cares about that. Tron is 3 squares and then 1 square.
1: So, I didn't even notice Tron looking different at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. That's the only reason he looks different. Now, I say that so that whenever you and me go back to to Tron Legacy, I can bring that back up again. Okay. Uh so the second game is oh well so uh Ram is talking to Tron and says that there was a program called Flynn looking to meet him and Tron says to Baddies in a game I'll never see him again or I'll never get to meet him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty foreboding but then Ram, Tron and Flynn all get stuck on light cycles to face against three programs.
1: Yep, and before that um Flynn comes in back into the cells and Rom's like, Oh, you want you, you survived. Great. And then, um, Flynn sees Tron and he's like, Alan. Yes. And he's like, how do you know my user?
0: Yeah. Which he's like, Oh, thought-
1: my user knows your user. That's how this works. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think he said that in, uh, right before they got on the light cycles. Yeah. Um, so they get their rods. They start driving the light cycles. As we know, uh, if you crash into a wall, you die. And then all of your previous walls disappear into the floor. Um, after after one, it, it was one of the light cycles crashed into the wall. Correct. Yep, it was uh, a blue it, one, and it forms a crack. And Flynn escapes, and so does Tron and Ram. Luckily, by the skin of their teeth, as the oh, one of the recognizers are flying in to crush them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that's always fun. Uh, so they drive through this crack and they escape through the canyons. They have escaped the game grid. Uh, let me see here. Oh, oh! so my notes for light cycles. Ram is excited to see Tron. Flynn meets Tron, calls Malum. Uh, they, oh, while they're driving, they are literally using the same footage from the video game at the beginning of the movie. Are they? I, yeah, I didn't notice. You see, <laughs> there's a part where there's an orange light cycle and a blue light cycle they're cornering. It's the exact same footage as the video game. Oh my god, I was so pissed. <laughs> uh,
1: um, so, yeah. Uh, so then... Like after they escape, was switch back over to um gosh, I keep forgetting his Sark. name, Sark. And uh Sark is like, Oh fuck, I'm gonna <laughs> get so yelled at. Yes. But he's looking at a screen. With Pac-Man? Pac Man. Yes, Pac Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, I, I have here uh, at forty five twenty five, Sark yells, Get them at Pac-Man <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> So I'm just I, I really wish that instead of tanks, they would have sent out a Pac-Man and just like whoa, 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 whoa chasing after them. That would have been great.
0: Nice. There goes page 5. We're doing good. We're doing good. Uh I have an hour before I got to get ready to leave. Oh, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope we can. If this goes for another hour, this is going to be record breaking.
0: Well, I have to <laughs> leave it. I have to leave at 4:30. So Okay. I have an alarm for uh I'll set it for 4:30. <laughs> All right, we got this. Fast. All right, I, oh, no. yeah, I have
1: to, uh, we have to finish before my sandwich goes bad.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes, no, you go ahead and eat. I'll read what my next uh, note is. Uh, let's see, they are driving through the. I think it's called the Void, um, but I'm not really sure. I'm trying to remember because of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but <laughs> let's see, they are driving through and they start passing through the tanks, uh, where it's basically a giant hangar and there are tanks lined on both sides of the hangar and their light cycles are driving in between them with their lights off. So there's no walls being formed. We see Flynn and he says, Oh, I shouldn't have written all of these tank codes. Arjuna, are you there? Hey, Arjuna. Hey, it's Evan again. Hey, can you confirm for me? If, if, if you want to make a video game and you want to make multiple tanks exist in that video game, Hey, uh, do you actually have to re like to write the code individually for those tanks? Or because you copy the code over, or realistically, do you just need to change an integer somewhere so that it says there are two tanks, not multiple? Not, not go out and create like the same code for a second tank. Can you go ahead and answer that for me? Thank you. <laughs> Okay, listen, all I wanted to know is about uh, code. You know what, Arjuna never mind. <laughs> um oh, uh, let's see, Flyn Tron and Ram get off their light cycles. They find uh what they what is an IO tower so that they can communicate with the users, and they proceed to slide back down and they find a power river. It is a river coursing <laughs> raw power, which power. is actually what. now what I'm gonna say here, Ram is the smart one, and he is smart enough to use his frisbee to scoop up the water and drink it. Flynn reaches all the way in and just starts drinking the water all the way, and Tron's just over there scooping it like an idiot.
1: Why (laughs) does Flynn need power since he's a user? I get they're, like, drinking power because they're programs.
0: Yes, that is a great question. It does seem like it powers him up. I'm guessing that in this digital form that he still uh, relies on raw power since he uh, is not able to use the metabolisms in his body to actually, like, convert food into energy. Instead, he's consuming raw energy. Hmm. That is... The only explanation I have for you. Yeah, because
1: he's the last one to stop drinking. Because eventually uh, Ram's like, cork it up, buddy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and runs on. Yeah, uh, because
1: Tron says, like, he just stops drinking randomly and goes, I can fill it.
0: Yeah. Alan won. Let's move out. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Tron. They take their light cycles. uh, A couple of tanks end up following them or finding them as they're crossing a bridge. They shoot the bridge. It explodes. Tron makes it to the other side. But Ram and Flynn are not so lucky. Tron looks back and he says they've been derezzed.
1: Yep. And then the tanks think they've been derezzed too. Yes. And uh, we see
0: Tron drive off, but Flynn and Ram are on the other side of a rock where the rubble is. And Flynn is dragging Ram to safety as a tank drives right over top of it.
1: Yep. And then they, I think they like end up resting in like a destroyed recognizer. recognizer. Yes. Yes. And so Uh, in here, Flynn realizes that he can power up the Recognizer and, like, rebuild it, sort of.
0: So the way I took it is Flynn accidentally hit the right button to start it up, yep. and the the fresh power that was coursing through him helped him as a user power up the Recognizer. Uh, Ram is really hurt by his injuries here. Um, Flynn tries to help him and get him to safety, it starts to fly on, and Ram says something to the effect of, you shouldn't be able to power this. You shouldn't be able to have done that. How were you able to do that? And we see Ram, poor, beautiful, innocent Ram. Ram looks at Flynn, holds him close, and says, are you a user? And we don't get an answer, but he says, Flynn, help Tron. And then Ram derezzes.
1: Um, one of my favorite things that Ram says in that section is something I've talked about before. Um, okay. He says, oh, my users, because he's in so much pain. He says it like, yes. oh, my God, like, oh, my yes. users. Yeah, no, that was that very good.
0: Um, um, I do have underlined my heart, my heart, my heart. Oh, no, my heart. Sweet, beautiful Ram is gone.
1: <laughs> and um, another thing we were talking about earlier is how Flynn is possibly just crazy and all of this is in his head. And he keeps—he's referred to as a user. Maybe he's a user of drugs. (laughs)
0: That's actually pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Mm. Yeah. Ah, I I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, We meet Tron's love interest Yori, who is just uh, Linda. What's her name again? (laughs) Laura. Laura.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you remember Yori and not Laura?
0: Uh, I have it written down. Tron meets Yori, she keeps uh, mentioning some kind of weird thing while they're powering up a solar sailor. Uh, (laughs) She snaps out of it.
1: (laughs) A solar sailor. You just say that like everyone knows what a solar sailor is, but it needs no further description. Yeah, no, it's a solar sailor.
0: Uh, But the big door, definitely.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's no big door.
0: Uh, If you've seen the prequels, then you know that Count Dooku flies in a ship that has these giant sails that catch solar winds and and they cast along. This is exactly it it flies on this rail of energy, and uh, it, it I don't know if it's solar energy. I doubt that, but it has these solar sails that catch the solar winds that fly through the waste, and it <laughs> rides on this light rail basically, and it and it goes on. We'll get back to that in a second. Yep, and we Evans, see... of
1: course, referring to the Tron prequels with Count Dooku in them. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, continuing.
0: Prequels. Yes, thank you. Um... <laughs> Not any other uh,
1: prequels that you might be thinking about.
0: All right, the moment that Ram dies, the movie changes. And I'm upset. Because it was a very serious, very good sci-fi movie. And after Ram dies, it becomes a buddy comedy. Hmm. The buddy comedy consisting between Flynn and a bit that just shows up after after Clue was captured and derezzed. The bit finds Flynn and recognizes him as its uh, program.
1: Yeah, I don't understand what does this bit even do. It can just say yes it and no. It says
0: yes and no, and but... that is what I have written here. Flynn goes yes. The fl- the bit goes yes. And he goes, is that all you can say? No. And that is supposed to be a comedic moment. Yep. That's another page gone.
1: Um. So what, yeah, what I didn't write much about their whole adventure. They're basically just like driving. Flynn's crashing into everything, and then he's like, pretty good driving, huh?
0: And no, the no, bit's like, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That bit is hilarious. Um, and Flynn says something to the effect of, "Maybe I should stop this." Yes, 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 which was kind of funny. Uh, small thing. That bit shows back up in Tron Legacy as it's sitting on a, I think it's a table that uh, Flynn's son picks up and looks at. <laughs> uh oh, the regulator that they are flying makes skidding noises when it's taking corners.
1: Yeah, the tanks earlier it's
0: uh, made break air.
1: noises, which was weird, because <laughs> they don't have, uh, like, wills or anything, I don't think.
0: Yeah. We see <laughs> Tron and Yori, they've come across some programs that are control programs, I think is what they said. Uh, I don't remember. I'm not, Probably. I'm not sure. It was the dudes in the purple robes. They, they they look like freaks. They look like freaks. They all look like freaks. There's, like, weird programs with different shapes, and they're all just, like, hanging out together. And they're like, well, we better we better not hang around them. I'm yep. like, okay, well it seems fair. Uh, <laughs> they're purple. Sl- Slinton yeah. flies over top of some control programs, and one of them says, Here comes a headache, and they all duck. <laughs> that was that was once again, it's turned into a comedy. Um actually, literally, as they took off in this regulator, one of the legs like comically like falls down and breaks and falls off. Like a little like a loose hinge, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um The next thing I have uh, is Flynn decking and D? De- oh, oh, oh! Um, so, S- oh, what is his name? search S- the S. Sark. Sark. Sark, and a bunch of his program lackeys are are walking around. Uh, and. Uh, Flynn sees them before they see him, he gets above them, and he finds the the last program that's in line, and he jumps down and he socks it right in the face and derezzes the damn program after he turns himself red.
1: So he turns himself red, and I'm like, okay, cool, he's just going to pretend to be like one of the bad programs. And instead of doing that, he continues to sneak around, and the only time it comes up that he looks like one of the bad programs is when Tron almost kills him. Yeah.
0: Yes, that was good. That was good. And at that whole sequence, I didn't even recognize that it was Flynn. Yeah, uh, either.
1: We're gonna come back to that sequence because there's something I want to talk about in it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh Tron and Yori make it all the way up these cables into an IO tower where I didn't even write his name down. sort Starts with a D. Uh, uh, Dumont. It's the it. Dumont. He's why Dumont. He Dumont who is like the program jet. that? We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, he His, his user was the uh, old doctor that was mansplaining earlier.
1: Oh, I didn't uh, even recognize him.
0: So, who it was? He said my old friend and he let Tron through. Tron sends up his data disk, or his frisbee, up to Alan 1. All right. The original plot that they decided in Flynn's arcade was that they were going to go get Group 6 access and that they were going to unlock Tron so that he could watch over the MC uh, MCP. Alan 1 uploads to Tron's data disk the ability for him to destroy the MCP. And he says that to Tron. Mm -hmm. He says, here you go. Go destroy the MCP with this with this, whatever I'm uploading. Destruction was never the fucking plan. It was to find a single file. That way, they could prove that Flynn's games were stolen by Dillinger. And and Flynn could be in the right. It was never about destroying the Master Control program. This is a huge fucking loophole. Suddenly... I, mean, I
1: think you're wrong. So I think Alan, Al, Alan didn't did say Alan that was his determine? plan, but maybe he just wasn't being honest. Like, Flynn, all he cared about were those files, but why would Alan have been making Tron when he didn't know about the files? And he probably, he doesn't really seem like he likes Flynn that much.
0: Nah, I don't know. Uh, as soon as Tron comes out of the IO tower, they him and Yori run away as Sark and his group are coming in. Um, So how they get in
1: is by using a logic probe. That's what they call it. But it's basically a battering ram.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a big old battering ram. All right. My favorite thing in the world. (laughs) At one hour, eight minutes and 40 seconds, Flynn is hiding in the shadows and slides diagonally up into the background. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we see the open door and we see a couple of uh, guards with those big long sticks Mm -hmm. and they are facing like off off towards the camera and to the left. Uh, and we see behind them, it's it's like a triangular shape. It's it's a, like like uh it's a slanted line running from left to right, from up to down, or, or down to up. So from the bottom left corner to the upper right corner, it goes up. And there we see Flynn standing parallel with that wall, the slanted wall, not with the ground. He's not standing up perpendicular from the ground. He is parallel with the slanted wall. And there's all darkness behind him. And he just fades into the shadows. Just like with one fell swoop, he just slides up. Like I, I it's the best thing. They <laughs> What was that time past? code?
1: Let me see where I find it.
0: One hour, eight minutes and forty seconds. Go from there. <laughs> okay, I just saw it. <laughs> 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 He's like hey. <laughs> He's just like nope, 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 nope. He just noped his way out of there. Yep. Uh, which I think was freaking hilarious.
1: Yeah. Um, so I didn't get to talk about how much I love how Dumont looks
0: yes please go he's ahead. just I, like I, I, this
1: I weird wide thing but like we see him later and he's just like everybody else so he's just wearing this weird costume for some reason and he has like a lipstick head and
0: <laughs> uh dumont is inside of a suit that i believe helps him control the io tower without having to walk around the io tower he is integrated with it to control it um which we later on see with the MCP is in a similar suit uh, or an outfit, but uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Dumont, Dumont, I think is a pretty interesting character at least. So, is is, is his. Yeah, but
1: I think what you're thinking of isn't the MCP, but it's uh, the old dude that like created the whole thing originally. Cause no, that's, that's totally Dumas. him at the end. No, the end. We'll, we'll no, talk du- about it when we get there. Don't worry Dumas about it.
0: Dumont is the old guy.
1: I don't think so are you sure positive,
0: no, positive. you got it still you've still got it pulled up right now right on yeah. Amazon uh who who's the actors in that scene right now
1: um in this scene or in that scene
0: uh, in the in the scene where Dumont is like who who plays Dumont
1: Bernard Hughes
0: okay who plays the old guy at the very beginning in the laser
1: that's him yeah I'm not talking about that I'm talking okay. about at the end when yeah, they defeat the MCP.
0: Yes. And there's the suit there and you see a face fade away.
1: Yeah, I think that's the old guy that made the company in his garage. That
0: that that was I thought that was the old scientist.
1: No, those are different people. I'm 99 percent sure. Maybe they're not. Let's see. I'm, I'm playing wait, that scene right now. We're going to edit most of this out. I don't know. Let's not worry about it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We'll we'll do this in a second. What so, were we
1: talking about? We're talking about Dumont. Old
0: man, old man who started the company uh and was in Dill- Dillinger's office is the same old man who is in the laser room and also is playing Dumont. Right? Yep. Okay. Uh so we're talking about his cool outfit and then the next thing we see is Tron and Yuri getting on the solar sailor.
1: Yep. And um Yuri is like uh, we need to get to a scanning transport beam. And so yes. they plan to take a solar sailor simulation across the game sea out of this domain and into the central computer. Because all of that makes sense. Like, they just... Yori just says all that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that adds. Mm-hmm. Um, then a bunch of rogue programs or, or red programs uh, begin to attack Tron and Yori. Tron beats them all up, including one of them being Flynn, knocks him over the edge, and he grabs on his holding on by by sheer luck. Yep, but the last before guy, he
1: like picks him up, the last guy yes. throws down his staff and then just jumps <laughs> off and goes, "Ah!" Oh! Like he <laughs> just kills himself.
0: Minutes, zero seconds. <laughs> that, that was so good.
1: Like I guess he was just so scared. He was just like, I, "I'm just gonna kill myself. I'll just do this myself. I don't."
0: I'll go ahead and finish it. Yeah, this was,
1: uh, was kind of weird. It was hilarious. <laughs>
0: realizes that it's Flynn hanging down. Flynn grabs up, and grabs his arm, and turns blue again, which is great. Um, and then we see Tron say at one minute, 12 sec- uh, 12 or one hour, 12 minutes and nine seconds, Tron says, where is Ram? My heart, my heart, <laughs> uh, which is just a shame, uh, from I, 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 my next note is back at the very end. So if you want to take on for a little bit, Hey, uh, I gotta, yeah. I gotta go take a leak. So you want to talk while I'm gone? Sure. Sure. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. So
1: the MCP tells Sark. You've almost reached our... I'm actually going to wait, because this is something I wanted to ask Evan about. I'm going to eat a sandwich bite.
0: Didn't get anywhere? Did you? Mm-mm. All right. So they well, my, take my solar- next
1: note was something I wanted to talk to you about. Oh. So,
0: all right. You finish swallowing the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you swallow that. I'll oh, get them mm. in there. Oh, you're gonna. <laughs> that big sandwich is gonna go through you like a big door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's gonna come out my big door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna have to open up the big door to let that one out. That's for sure. If you know what I mean.
1: Big door. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Evans back from the bathroom and. The MCP tells Sark, you've almost reached your decision gauge, and I can't spare you any more time. He's, like, pissed at him for, like, letting them get away, and I have no clue what he means by your decision gauge.
0: I thought he said decision
1: gate. Decision um, gauge. I, I had subtitles on.
0: Okay, okay. Subtitles that... Okay. Um, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you've got me completely lost there. Uh, I, like, that that one, I... I just... Oh man, I ha- I have no answers for you. I I think that honestly, I think it's just like, um, hang on. You're about to get some really bad mic noises. Hang on. Evans farting. No, nope, no nope, bad not mic noises. I was moving, to my uh, my springs are gonna make some sound. I had to lean back because my back dun, was starting dun. to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it was Sark saying like, or it was the MCP telling Sark that like, <sighs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I, I, you know, I really don't know because it, it it feels like the, it was in reference to another scene that should have been in the movie and may, was maybe cut out, you know. Um,
1: Before we learn about his decision gauge that fills up every time he makes decisions,
0: <laughs> limit break, limit break.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, it, it just it, it wasn't great. It wasn't that great.
1: Okay, so moving on, we've got yes. they're on the solar cell and they're solar. uh
0: they run into the mcp uh no 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 um recognizers start somehow flying as fast as a solar sailor uh and um they they hit the same light stream that the solar sailor is sailing on the master control computer or program sends out a beam of data straight at the solar sailor and they've got nowhere to go because the next junction isn't for several was it 200 microseconds or something i don't know um then flynn gets the bright idea to stick his arm into the data stream at the front of the ship and stick it up and the whole ship just drifts they're they're multi-track drifting up to the next intersection like a madman and Mm -hmm. all and they they let the data uh the data uh I don't know what you would call it, the swell? Uh, it, they call it,
1: it a power surge.
0: Power surge. It flies at the at the recognizers and destroys both of them. Uh, this is also where we see the green spiders that come out of the ground and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> they literally are squares on the ground that come up, turn green, and have four legs, and they start riding on these lines. <sighs> and you hear uh, Yara... What's her name? Yori. Yori. Yori says something like, Oh, we better watch out and not let them catch us or something.
1: Um, yeah, she's like, "Oh, those are going to be trouble," and then yeah, those not. are going to
0: be trouble, and then they don't show up. They don't even shoot anything. Like, I, there. there's a part where they're on the solar sailor, and I see like a beam fly next to them, and I can't tell if it's just like data flying through the air or if it's actually like them being shot at. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, but so um, after after he does the beam thing. Uh, Tron's like how'd you do that and Flynn's like elementary physics a beam of energy can always be converted like that doesn't explain it like not everyone <laughs> like most people would have been derezzed if they touched it so yes then they believe him that he is in fact a user yes and yeah um, we skipped the part where uh, Flynn like makes some googly eyes at Yori when he first meets her okay okay and Tron I, gets I feel- real pissed
0: that scene felt like really like he kept Freaky? walking really menacingly to her didn't he I, he looked very rapey. He was that like, in, up in her face. <laughs> that scene was super rapey. Like, I, I, I did, I was uncomfortable with that scene and I was surprised it got left in. But I guess today, in connotation, like, you know, connotations back then, it probably, it probably felt different for anybody and like the, uh, way society acted. It was probably not as bad as the way we take it. But I, I, I didn't think it was great, personally. It I, was I thought it, weird. Yeah. It, it <sighs> That and then the scene where he kisses her, which also did just did not make any sense. Uh, And they didn't make any like reference to that being like the first kiss ever done inside of the system (laughs) until like she kisses Tron and he goes, what was that? And then they don't say anything about it at all ever again. We're fine. We don't have to worry about it. Fuck it. I guess. Um Yep. You know they, what? We've they didn't had... show
1: how to fuck it, so that's not yeah, going to well, happen. That's true, that's true. Yeah, they're
0: uh, going to no stop it surge. kissing.
1: First base. The, that's it. The
0: power, the power surge was not coming, as you would say. Um, <laughs> and here's something that we haven't talked about once: Sark's the big door. ship. Sark's ship. I think the big door is bigger than Sark's ship, but still, Sark's ship. It's a big red ship on the very back of it. it looks like a big old circle, and it uh, looks
1: like um, gosh, what are the ones in
0: Star Wars called? I have no idea. The, the big old oh, ships. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, which ones you. Like, not. Uh... The big ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, start. <you> know, I... <laughs> uh,
1: are they Star Destroyers? Star
0: the... Destroyers are the Empire's triangular ships. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Maybe it didn't look like it's that to big, you. It's a long rectangle. That it, it, I, I just. It's. From a profile view, it's a big, long rectangle with, like, a few, like, rectangles sticking out of it here and there, and towards, like, the back third of it, uh, until the very end, is a giant, like, wheel that's hollow in the center. That's the powers. <laughs> like, is, this is not triangular in any way, shape, or form. You just
1: I? described a Star Destroyer.
0: No, 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 no. Star Destroyers are big <laughs> triangles that, like, fly slowly through space. No, 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 no. Yeah, rectangle.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's no,
0: you're messing with me, right?
1: They're both long <laughs> and kind of, you know, star destroyer shaped. I don't, You're not making sense, Evan. It. it comes All to right. a point.
0: No, it doesn't. It's a rectangular it has, point. It's a rectangular point. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs>
1: I'm the. I have to make the thumbnail for this episode: This ship versus like right next to the star destroyer because you will see you're wrong. Oh, okay. All
0: right, all right, all right. We'll do that. We'll we'll, we'll handle it. All right. Uh. Yep. So so that's Sark's ship. They are. They end up on Sark's ship when. I don't even know what happens. What, what uh, happened? So the
1: solar sailor, <laughs> is that sailor. what it was? Sailor, um, and the ship like run into each other.
0: Yes, that's right. The and, solar like, Tron just antagonize. like
1: falls off. I guess
0: it's like the end of like the halfway or the towards the end of Rogue One when they have that hammerhead come in. It, it was wild. Yeah, Tron. Well, okay, Tron. Did, he he fell onto the red ship, Sark ship. I guess. Did he? Yes, because later on he's climbing around the outside of it. Oh, okay, that
1: was Tron. I totally, yeah. for some reason, I thought that was Flynn when he was climbing well, Flynn, out on the outside.
0: But Flynn was on, so that's the problem. Flynn was on the, uh, he was on the inside of Sark's ship uh, with y- Yuri. What, what's her name? <laughs> Yuri. <laughs> Yuri. He's on He's on the ship with Yuri about to get derezzed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sark decides to fly the ship in. They take like an escape pod with... I guess a bunch of IO tower guys. Cause they're all dressed the same. Uh, tr- uh, Tron climbs aboard, takes out one of the guards after they've landed near the master control program. Uh, let's see. Flynn and Yori, uh, Yori starts to derez. Flynn saves her by touching her. And she She's is like, just like, how'd you do that? And it's like, dude, he's a, he's a user. Just accept it. Um, um Yori and Flynn kiss. Yes. Which was just weird. Uh no, that that was when so they they decide as the ship is derezzing to fly it into the master control program's giant beam of light that's flying into the sky. Um he has Yuri pilot towards that and then he jumps off into it. That is that is that comes after this. So what happens first is Sark and Tron fight. And it's a good fight. They're throwing they're throwing frisbees at each other. They're knocking them all over the place. Be, Sark,
1: Sark is being snarky. He's like, it, you should have joined me.
0: Yeah, well, here is one of my favorite fucking things that happens. Sark says, You're uh Yeah, you should have joined me. And he says there's something to like, you know, I'll I'll defeat you, and Tron says, No, I'm too strong, or something like uh, that. He
1: says, I'm better than
0: you. Yeah. Tr- Tron throws his disc, it cracks Sark's Frisbee in half, and he gets fucking domed. He is he is down for the fucking count. Yeah, his there eyes, so like, hard. turn
1: red, and.
0: Oh red to black, and he falls, right? Like. Yeah, he he doesn't
1: get like DRES, he, oh. but he's dead.
0: No, he's, he's, his entire, like, he, where his brain should have been is just gone. It is gone. It is done. So Tron comes in, he starts throwing his frisbee at, uh, the Master Control Program. They've, lined up all of the io tower guys against the wall and it's basically like one of those um those carnival rides where they drop the floor and you're in a centrifuge just being mm-hmm. thrown against the wall except for that instead of like the wall being the part that rotates it's the center rotates and you just stare at it and get thrown against the wall for no reason um yeah and can we talk about what
1: the control what master control yes yeah, like MCP. yeah so he's yeah. just a red face spinning yeah
0: yeah, wasn't that the... Uh, did you watch Power Rangers? Yeah. I did not. Wasn't that like their computer as well did that?
1: I don't think it's... It was in like a tube. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. And, of. I mean, I guess he could look around, but they were always pretty much from the fa- same perspective.
0: I, I feel oh, like it looked Are you
1: thinking exactly... about the robot guy? Because I think his head would spin around when he would go, aye, aye,
0: aye. I don't remember. Hang on. It was. I remember it being called like Moses or something for some weird reason. I don't think
1: it was Moses. It was Zordon. But
0: <laughs> um, let me see here. Is that who? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. It was Zordon. Is he's in that giant tube that yep. goes up in the sky? Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Uh, and then so he's a big head that can spin and rotate. He he looks real dumb. He looks so dumb. Oh my gosh. I mean, like. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> Tron starts throwing his frisbee at uh, the whole thing. Is if he gets the frisbee into like the apex of uh, so like it's a cylinder and it comes down and it forms like an hourglass shape. And at the very middle of the hourglass where it's the smallest, he has to throw his data disc into that, and he will have to, he will kill the master control program. Um, sorry, he oh geez, he starts throwing it and, he, and so. Uh, Zordon, I, I'm sorry, I mean MCP is, <laughs> he keeps like bringing these like
1: <sighs> it, They look like, um what is that game called, where you have like the ball and you have to bounce it against the like little rectangles, and then they change color and disappear, and then you get to the next one, like Brick yeah. Breaker
0: Brick Breaker, something like that except for, imagine them rotating around your goal, and so you have to slowly break down shields. Oh, cool, Alabaster just stood up and I really thought he was just a ghost that was great <laughs> he was like right behind the computer and he just I just slowly see white rising up and shaking that was good um so yeah he's hes like rotating these shields he says Sark I'm giving you my power come protect me or something and then Sark gets big
1: yeah he gets real Sark, big
0: Sark gets real big
1: but he still looks um, dead
0: yeah he's still got like the, the head leaking stuff Ooh. uh I don't think his eyes are working and so Sark's running around in like tron's throwing his frisbee at him and sark's so powerful that he can just like knock it away with his own hand uh fit flynn kisses the girl program uh jumps into the data stream like fuses the data stream games.
1: looks hilarious like i have a screenshot of this i think i sent it to you um, where it's just uh jeff bridges sliding through like purple and it makes me think of did you ever watch voltron like either the
0: new one or like the old one when you were a kid voltron voltron Uh, I watched the new one. I I don't think I watched Voltron when I was a kid. If I did, it was like, I didn't watch it a lot.
1: Okay. I don't know if they do this on the new one, but in the old one, there was like all this, like the slide, they would go down and then there's like a contraption to like get them to their lions. Okay. And that's just what it makes me think of.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I only watched like the first episode of the new one, (laughs) so I, I didn't really pay that much attention. Um, I think I know what you're talking about, and yeah, it, I, I can see that, yes. Um, yep, yeah. so
1: he lands inside of MC, MPC.
0: MCP. I have clown MPC. posse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Master MCP. control yeah, program.
0: Right. <laughs> I guess
1: autocorrect turned into MPC. Um, nice, nice, yeah. nice.
0: Uh, so he jumps down that, the entire beam turns from red to blue, and. Uh, Sark's power is drained, Tron's able to boogie-blast that hourglass with his Frisbee. MCP and, gets a real dirt face. Yeah, and then gets goes shot into the sky, which I think is where Flynn is shot up to go home. But before he does, there is a giant brick of a person in a costume with a face, and it's the Master Control Program, and he's a really old guy, and his head slowly goes back inside of the hole uh, into darkness. Uh, that's the actor who I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure who that is. I don't think that that's the old guy in the lab.
1: Um, yeah, that's who I was thinking it was. Cause I was like, oh, they like revealed he was like the original one or something, but I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. who. Who is that actor? I want to look. <laughs> Wait, are you able to just pull it up on Amazon? Um, yeah. Okay. Trying to
1: find that scene. Do, do, do. Because I, I know it showed that actor in it, but I don't know if that's necessarily who that was.
0: Right. I I figured it was just Dar- Darren Dillinger in like an old man outfit or like you know with the whiskers and everything. I'm trying to find it. Oh well. Uh. So after that point, we see a shot where the entire system is being, uh, like revamped. it like There's a blue light flying down where the solar sailor was flying, and basically as it goes through that, all the entire valleys are rejuvenated. The, the cities in the distance get their lights back around them, and everything looks better. Um, and then we get the... What was it? You called it the uh, vector graph? or uh, Vector, vector graphics. graphics. Yeah, we get that again as it flies back out, and Flynn is placed into the exact same chair he was in, in the exact same position he was in when he got pulled out. So, did any time pass at all? We have no clue. We're not sure. We see Dillinger come back to the office with like a briefcase in his jacket and he hangs it up on his chair and he goes to check the master control program on his stupid table. And it, uh, oh, oh, oh. So, Flynn gets a printout that says something to the effect of, you know, uh, it it just says that,
1: that he stole those games.
0: Yeah, it it's yeah. shows Dillinger stole the games. That's what it says. Uh-huh. It's a word file that just says Dillinger stole the games. That's like all it is. Yeah, that's that's it. I could have I could have made that. They would never have had to go in there. I could have just made it for
1: them. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, it, it said more than that, but not much oh, more yeah. than that.
0: It, it was just it had, like
1: these specific games. Yeah, were, and it, it just has like created by
0: it Flynn had numbers. It created by Flynn and then like stole it or whatever it was. uh authorized by so-and-so and it was just like that's it that that's all there is um then we get a shot of Flynn coming out of the helicopter because he now leads income and Laura and Alan are there holding each other as he gets off the helicopter and he tells the helicopter pilot all right I'll see you in an hour and like goes down and we yep. get the end of the movie
1: then that's it yeah
0: yeah that that's That's the ending. (laughs) So
1: I thought it was really weird how Yori and Flynn kiss, and then immediately after that, Yori kisses Tron, which I guess she didn't know what kissing was, but... No. Yeah, that's strange.
0: That would have been something funny
1: to address, I guess. So if Yori didn't know what kissing was, and so Flynn was the one to kiss her, then... Did she want it? Was that consensual? Uh, Ah, She's a program...
0: Okay, listen. This gets into like this weird argument that I've had with a lot of people for a long time about like if we have like sex robots, what's considered consent with them, and Mm -hmm. like at what point does like artificial intelligence be able to gain the ability to have consent? And like that's a whole rabbit hole I really don't want to go down right now, Um, especially since I've got like less than an hour before I got to leave. Yeah, and we still have forty-five more
1: minutes to talk about Big Door.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, so if you think about it, robot sex is a lot like a big door. (laughs) we're going to be able to open it. But the real question is, can the robots close it off? You know what I mean? Like how
1: big are they going to open the big door?
0: Well, enough for at least my dick to get in. I would assume. Um, (laughs) 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 Okay. Oh my God. Uh, But so like, uh, like kissing somebody that doesn't know what kissing is, but that person's not a person. They are, something digital that just looks like a person that you know. That's like a whole level of just like, I don't even want to touch that because I don't know. You
1: don't want to touch it because we don't know if you should touch it.
0: <laughs> we don't know if it wants me to touch it. Exactly. Uh, which it probably doesn't. So I'm not gonna <laughs> but like, I just, I don't know, man, like <laughs> that, the <that> whole, <laughs> there's, there's a wild discussion to be had there. And then, then there's a whole discussion about whether that discussion should even be had in the first place. Yeah, because
1: that does that does the discussion have consent? Is it consenting you to talk about it?
0: Well, I, I, I don't think that you have to – I mean, I don't know that the consent has to be – to have discussion. You're going to touch that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, You've yeah. lost me. You. Okay. <laughs> so what I was saying is earlier you said you don't even know if you want to touch that. Yeah. And I'm saying do you have consent from that to touch that? Yes. Can you talk about it? What are we talking about? We're in circular logic. (laughs) Should we end this here? Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else to add. I thought the movie was really good. I wasn't expecting much out of it, but I think all of the special effects, except for the big dumb face of MCP, held up great. (laughs) I mean, sure, if you saw those costumes out of this movie, they would look dumb as fuck, but... In the movie, I think it's all like, it's so stylized, it fits, it makes sense in that universe. And so I really liked it.
0: Um, yep. Anything you want to add? Uh, I think it's good. I think this is a movie that should be watched. It is a classic. It's got some, a few weird moments where they try to shove in some kind of weird love story that doesn't need to be there. It has a big door. Listen, if you are not, if you are not already watching this movie, Go watch this fucking big door. Like, if you've got problems trying to get it, like, I'll send you the four dollars to rent it from Amazon. It's fine. Just go look at this big door. It's huge. In fact, Tyler, did you save a picture of the big door?
1: I didn't. I'll have to go back before my yeah. rental expires.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or else you have to spend four dollars <laughs> to do it again. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Go. Go get a screen cap of that big door. We're gonna share. We're gonna share this big door with the world. It is the best big door in the world. I swear. I love this big, big door. door. Should that be the thumbnail instead of uh, the other thing I said was going to be the thumbnail? Get, get the big door, but like have it cracked and just you're in my faces are sticking out of the crack.
1: (laughs) Would that work? Sure. Okay, Um, cool. So yeah. So Troy, if you're listening, I know how much you love editing podcasts. You just did that for like 22 days straight. I want you to edit this podcast into the big door (laughs) cut where you just take the parts where we're saying big door. I want you to just put us saying big door into a file and it's just us saying big door, big big door. door.
0: Big door, door. very big door.
1: Yeah, it's a big door.
0: uh, I'm going to put my
1: penis in the big door. Yeah,
0: yeah. my (laughs) dick is just barely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. My dick is just small enough that I might be able to get through the cracks of the big door. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. That, okay, really, though? that Really? That, that Okay, I'm looking at my wall right now. I think that door is as big as my wall. It's <laughs> not big. It's a huge door. It's, like, 10 feet tall. It's got to be, like, 20 feet long, right? And then at least 8 to 10 you're feet you're saying deep,
1: your penis will barely fit into it.
0: Into the cracks. Well, it's sealed very tightly, you know? Okay,
1: I thought you meant the whole opening that they walk through.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I was saying I, I was saying I had a... a that was a... Hey Tyler, Tyler, I'm leaning real close to my microphone, and I bet it sounds like shit. Hey, uh-huh. that was self-degradation, buddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that your dick's saying that I have... feet wide. No, I was saying <laughs> I had a
0: small dick that when the door was closed, I could barely fit into the crack, or it could oh, just fit. Okay, the crack. okay. The cracks are really small. Gotcha. That's what that was. You you can just cut the whole joke out because it really was dumb, and I shouldn't have said it. No, no, I'm repeating like it like 20 it out, times. Like, the 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 worst parts of me talking during the thing for Dan. <laughs>
1: I don't what thing for Dan? Oh, that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. you lifted all the parts that I was like, yeah, you should just go ahead and cut this out. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, you were you're
1: like, right? Well, was that racist? I'm like, leaving that. So, <laughs> uh,
0: so okay, if I can get behind the scenes with that really quick, everything I said was like adjacent to racist uh, because
1: <laughs> I think you're making it worse.
0: <laughs> I, I absolutely am. I just wanted to be sure that you understood that the things I was saying were not the actual racist things, but like a bad version of it. Please cut this out. This is so bad. Why do you let me talk?
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, yeah, you want to do your plugs? Oh, yes. yes. You got Let's big plug. plugs for a big door?
0: Please actually cut that, though. I really don't want that in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I have. I will plug. cut all
1: of the racist things you set out. Yay. <laughs> You're going to leave that! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that going to be the open stinger? It's just like, I'm going to cut out everything racist you said. Thanks, man. I really appreciate they it. They won't hear the
1: racist stuff,
0: but they won't know it <laughs> yeah. was there. I can't even say anything racist in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a couple of stingers that you can potentially open it on. Uh, yeah, so I have a... Um... Oh, okay. Uh, I have a, a podcast called Thoughts Cast. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm real bad. I'm pulling up my notes because you always... I have like an episode stinger at the very end where you guys say something and I have a quote written down. Uh, I have that one I want- for that
1: too, but we didn't yeah. talk about it once during the episode. So I'm not sure if it'll make sense. So we we'll to okay. talk about it just before.
0: Yeah. Just talk about it right now.
1: Okay. So the one I'm going to use is end of line because every time, yes. uh, MPC, MCP, MCP uh, whatever,
0: master control program, master
1: control program. Every time he finishes talking, he goes end end of line. Yes. So that's going to end the podcast.
0: Which is something that, I mean, uh, is kind of neat and cool. And there's probably some storytelling behind that, but I'm not going to go into it. Uh, All right. So I have a podcast called Thoughts Cast, in which I have not posted any episodes recently except for one where I was feeding my cat. Um,
1: (laughs) For like 57 seconds.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 57 seconds of my cat just screaming at me. That's Uh, a good episode. Was it? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I actually I appreciate that cuz I I don't remember recording it. I was either drunk or sleepy. Oh, I'm uh, really
1: disappointed that alabaster hasn't screamed once during this recording.
0: Uh well, he's sleeping behind my very warm computer, so I don't know. He's he's very nocturnal. Uh he gets vocal when it's time for food. Um but my wife is texting me Are you
1: starting I'm trying to wrap it up Felicia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez Felicia. Uh, uh. I'm, like, yeah. waving
1: my hand, like, go away, because we're almost done.
0: Uh, oh, she's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh. I'm, we're not. We're in no rush. <laughs> um, I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> y- y'all are hilarious. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know how to describe the podcast. It was me driving around for a while. Then it was a me at e- like you watching. You want to start e-
1: over, because, like, not the whole podcast, but your plug part. I'll okay, just make yeah. it a clean cut.
0: Yeah, let's start the whole podcast over. Hi, today we watch Tron. Yeah, my (laughs) podcast. We're supposed to watch it? Oh, no! (laughs) I thought we watched Legacy. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, I have a podcast called Thoughts Cast. It was Thoughts from the Car for the longest time, but then I went one day to search for it, and it was buried behind, like, 15 other podcasts that came out way after my podcast, and they called themselves Thoughts from the Car. Real original, guys. Thanks for stealing my idea. Uh, anyways, so now it's Thoughts Cast. It is Australia's number one car-based podcast from the great state of West. By God, Virginia, it's really important to get the "By God" in there. A lot of people forget to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a. Wait, when's this episode going up? Um,
1: uh, whatever next Friday is.
0: Okay. Um. So by the time this episode's out, my most recent episode should be uh, my dad talking about dreams he had. And me asking him and my mom about their dreams, which will be kind of interesting to to see. It was a little, I was a little project I had. Um, the I haven't uploaded a lot to the podcast because I've had a loss recently, and then on top of that, I've been kind of trying to decide. Oh shit! Here comes the sneeze right into the mic. Oh, damn it! Damn it! It went away. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even get a good burp for you yet. Uh. <laughs> uh so I, th- the podcast is becoming more and more of like an art project as I realize it, and I'm trying to handle that and see what what that means for me, and so it's kind of going through a small metamorphosis, which is just weird, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So it, it's probably going to stay – I'm, I'm going to record some car episodes soon, I promise, but uh, it has not been any car I'm episodes in a long time. Trying. I thought you said you were done. <laughs> you <said three laughs> no, two. I said
1: we're finishing it. Oh. <laughs> okay, well,
0: I'm not leaving you
1: in my tattoo. Are you going? Are you doing Bill's thing soon? I'm doing Bill's thing. It's at six. Okay,
0: I'm leaving you in my tattoo
1: then. Okay, I love you.
0: The door's going to be open. Okay. Evan
1: loves you. She just closed oh. the big door
0: at the big doors! The big door <laughs> to my heart has been shut! I, <laughs> uh,
1: I don't even know where we are anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just describing my podcast as if you're interviewing me, which is just hilarious. Just go look up Thoughtscast. That's all you gotta do. Uh, <laughs> it, it's not great. It's a garbage Bye. podcast. <laughs> Did she say she loves me? I think so. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also am... Now that I have this set up, if this audio is good, um, I might actually, and Tyler, whether you want to put this in or not, this is not an official announcement, uh, I might be starting interesting people soon, so that one will now? not have a release schedule.
1: Uh, she just armed our alarm system, <laughs> which is in the <laughs> office. <laughs> alarm
0: off. What the hell?
1: Okay, I think we're okay.
0: Okay. What's happened?
1: I, she's opening and closing the door, and <laughs> our like alarm system is in the office. So when that happens, it beeps, and yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be starting up interesting people sometime soon. So be the lookout or be on the lookout for that. I don't know if it's going to get its own feed or if it's going to be on uh, ThoughtsCast or not. I'm really not sure because. That show is going to have a weird release schedule because it's not going to have a schedule at all. It's going to be just kind of whenever I get an interview in and then I have time to edit. Um, So that'll be fun.
1: And you'll be just randomly following these people. So like as soon as you catch them, that's when you get to do the interview. So that's another
0: (laughs) interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody knows that they're on the podcast until it's out.
1: Yeah, and you Uh, could be attracting these people for like three weeks. That's why the release schedule is so weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I could be hunting them down in the wilds of Alaska. (laughs) He could be hunting you right now. Yeah, you might not even know it. I might be interviewing you at this very second. So, Tyler, when did you move to Florida? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, I got a couple of small projects that I'm getting getting together. Yeah, geez. Uh, What else? That's i don't got anything else you got anything else no i think this is it i think this is we've reached the end of the episode jeez yeah that's a long episode yeah how, okay hang on it's <laughs> a big episode this, uh so far it's place. like
1: 2 minutes and 20 seconds you want s- like
0: you, to start that again maybe 2 hours and 17 minutes
1: nope <laughs> i said it right i'm going to edit it that i
0: said it correctly <laughs> 2 minutes and 20 seconds <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty good all right, all right. um Next time that you and I are together, we'll watch something else. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I normally have my guest give me some movie suggestions. Do you got two you can throw off the top of your head? So watch next time? Uh, Movies that you don't think I would have seen that you like.
0: Have you seen... Oh, oh, let me think here. Okay, hang on. Uh, Logan's Run. No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, all right. And then... Have you seen the Star Wars holiday special?
1: Um, I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing, but I've seen parts of
0: it. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll, uh, (laughs) that'll give me some idea of what to do. All right, cool. Okay, cool,
1: cool. So, um, yeah, listeners, until next time, end of line.
0: I shouldn't have written all of those tank codes.
1: Tron. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. That'd be really cool. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Jack's Cackle. Um, I also have a Twitter for the podcast, which is at Too Young for This Hit, where the two and the four are numbers. So yeah, go ahead and follow those if you want to. But um, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. we we'll watch another movie. I've never seen. Unless we do something different.
2: Bye. Do you like video games? Ever thought about making a video game? Do you find that a week or two weeks is kind of short for a game jam? Well, if I got the game jam for you, would the We can Make This Work probably game jam? We have nine themes. You can choose one for your game. Each theme is taken from one of our nine podcasts. The jam runs from April 20th to June 9th to provide a nice amount of time for you to make something cool. Check out the link in the description for more information and to figure out how to join
1: and submit. Have fun!
0: This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Big
1: door. Big door! <laughs> big door! Fuck yeah, big door! That's a oh, big-ass door.
0: I love this fucking big door, dude. Big door, big door, big door, big door, big door. Can do- we
1: just talk about how big that door was?
0: Oh my god, it was fucking huge, right? It's the like, biggest I, door I've ever seen. I have never seen... Okay, listen, I worked in a warehouse. We had garage doors that were nowhere near as big as this big door. This big door was, I mean... You could measure a man's wealth with that big door. I don't I, even think Fort Knox has a door as big as that big door. I've
1: been to like, the NASA facility where they have the rocket ships come out of. Yes. And this door was bigger than that door. Really? Yeah. That's how big See, that door was.
0: That is a big door. It's a huge oh door. It's a massive door. It's a massively big door. I love
1: Who this door. What made the door that big? What were they even keeping in that big door? I, that was I not wish important.
0: It was pipes for a laser, laser pipes. <laughs> Laser pipes, (laughs) because as we all know, lasers bend. Um, But that was a big door, dude. I'm just talking big door on big door on big door on big door. Hey, big would door it be, action. <laughs> hey, would it be funny if we were both talking about big door over top of one another at once?
1: We're just like big door, big, yeah, door, big, big, door, big, door, big 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 door, big
0: door, big door, big door, 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 I would fuck that door, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about stacks on stacks on stacks on doors. Doors on door. Door on door action. Man on door action. Door on woman. Uh-oh, what's that? Door orgy. Doorgy. You know dorgy. what I'm talking about? I'm that was a word. Fun. Big dorgy. Oh my god, a big dorgy. That'd be a huge dorgy. You'd have to <laughs> you'd have to make like sixteen airplane hangers worth of room for those big doors to fuck in. <laughs> There's your soundbite right there. <laughs> Oh, Oh. please open the episode with just that line. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know what
1: I'm going to do with this episode.
0: (laughs) Dude, it was a big door. It was a fucking big door.